Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Genie for Frank by Desirelet. Chapter 1 Frank got his sneakers on and headed outside. It was 9.30 p.m. The kids were in bed, his wife busy playing the latest game she was into. This was one of the few opportunities in his day to get a little exercise and a little time to himself. A good time to get his thoughts together. It was dark, but not pitch black. In this suburbia, house lights and the rare street light, along with the moon, give him all the light he needed. He walked carefully and slowly. A little over fifty Frank had come to understand that we may have ambitious, adventurous dreams when we're young, but as we get older, we learn to live with disappointment, boredom and frustration. Many had it worse. He liked a lot about life. He loved his kids. He loved his wife, even if she didn't seem that interested in what he felt he needed affection, affirmation, encouragement. As he walked past the drainage ditch that sometimes seemed like a creek he looked to see if he could see any of the ducks, fish or birds he enjoyed watching. It was dark, so they likely weren't there or easily seen, but it was still fun to look. He saw the moonlight bounce off something like a piece of sheet metal, a pipe or something. Someone or something would get hurt on that, he thought. He walked closer and against his better judgment, he jumped down the few feet into the ditch, onto a dry pile of sand and stones. He used his foot to clear the debris around the object. It was made of some thin, glossy steel-like metal. It was curved like a pipe, about six inches wide or so. Maybe part of some gutter trash or something. He squatted down to get a better look at it. As soon as his hand got close to the metallic thing it flew up, paused in the air for a moment, then like a jaw, opened and shot out, fastening itself on his left wrist. Frank stood up fast, his eyes wide and his right hand reached out to anxiously pull at the metal. It's okay, master. It won't harm you. A woman's voice said to him from inches away. His head spun to see a petite woman wearing flowy transparent silk pants and a puffy blouse, her hair black, thick and shiny like her eyes. She looked exotic. Frank was startled and he stumbled backwards. The woman had appeared out of nowhere. She stood so close to him, he could feel her breath on his skin when she spoke. He stepped back and his foot slipped on the loose soil and gravel. He started to fall, his arms now flailing, trying to help him keep his balance. The woman grabbed Frank at the waist, stopped him from falling. She was really strong but Frank's focus was on her large chest. He could clearly see her dark brown dollar-sized areolas through the thin blouse she wore now pulled tightly against her. Her body was pressed against him, and he could barely breathe. She smiled and raised him back on his feet. Who are you? Where did you come from? Frank stammered looking around. Confused but not worried about the woman anymore. Frank's eyes now scanned the woman before him. He saw the narrow waist, the curvy wide hips, and the shapely strong legs. The woman curtsied low. I am a genie, magically attached to that armband that you found. She said nonchalantly. Frank unconsciously fumbled with the metal around his arm. He was stupefied. He looked at the woman, the armband, and looked around at his surroundings trying to make sense of what he was experiencing. The armband can only be found by one who is worthy. The reward is me, a genie. I am also your slave and I will grant you three wishes. When I have granted them all, the armband will fall away. She said softly almost sadly. Frank was not sure whether he was dreaming or hallucinating. Then he felt himself raising up. The woman lifted them both out of the ditch effortlessly. She lowered them onto a bench overlooking the ditch. I am sorry I took liberties by removing us from the ditch without your permission, master. She said, lowering herself and bowing her head again. Maybe this wasn't a delusion. Frank thought to himself. Uh, that's okay, thank you. Frank said. He sat and gestured for her to sit, as well. You're, you're attached to this armband? Like a slave? He shuddered. Yes, master. I am attached to the armband, like a slave until all your three wishes are fulfilled. She confirmed. Frank looked at her. Wow, she was gorgeous. He thought for a moment, smiled, then shook his head. Do you not believe me, master? She asked. I believe you. Frank said. The levitation thing, the flying armband, your incredible strength and speed, they all convinced me. What an exciting opportunity for me, Frank said cheerfully. The genie smiled and nodded. 
And yet I don't feel like it is an exciting opportunity, Frank said regretfully. The genie was now stupefied. It's tempting, don't get me wrong. It would be really nice to have life how I want it, he lamented. It hasn't really been for a while. But if there's something I've learned from being married and having kids and seeing a bit of life, it's that life isn't all about me, he said looking straight at her. I can make it better in small ways, like trying to get junk out of ditches. And sometimes you get the opportunity to do something big. I think I have that opportunity now. He cheered up again. The genie looked even more confused. I don't want to use you as a slave, get wishes from you, so you can go on and do whatever other people want forever. That's horrible. I want you to be free to do what you want. Can I do that somehow? Frank asked with genuine concern. What you? She stammered. Uh, I guess this isn't your typical request, Frank said, smiling. I'm not surprised. Seems like a tremendous opportunity to be rich, healthy and young again, and to experience a ton of pleasure. It's just wrong to do that on the backs of slaves, though. So can I do that? I've never been asked this before, the genie said. Her brows knit together in a frown. I survived through the connection that the armband has to mankind. Doing this would keep that armband on you forever. And I reside in it. So while I'd be free from having to grant people wishes, you'd be a slave to keeping me by you, sustaining me. She cautioned. Frank looked at the shiny steel band that snugly fit over six inches of his forearm. I don't know exactly what that entails, but I don't see you being a slave as acceptable under any circumstances. If I need to help you, I will help you. My powers will be lessened. I'll still be a genie, but not as powerful, and not obliged to obey you. She said, looking at him cautiously. Well, yes, I wouldn't expect you to obey me. I'm sorry you'll be attached to me, though. Doesn't seem like that much freedom. And it will raise some interesting questions from people for sure. Frank laughed. Oh, others won't see me. No one can see me now, in fact. She said. People will see the armband. And as far as your view of freedom. She laughed. Compared to what I've lived for longer than you can imagine, this life we're discussing would be unimaginable freedom. Great then. Frank said. Let's do it. You are free. Or is there a way that I should say it? Frank inquired. Are you sure? The genie asked, hesitantly. Yes, absolutely. We'll be interesting never being alone again, but we'll figure that out. The genie closed her eyes, took a deep breath, lifted her hands, palms up, and sighed. Frank felt the armband warm. He got nervous he was about to be roasted. All he could think was roasted goose, but then it stopped. The genie opened her eyes. Frank looked quizzically at her. It's done, she said. Oh, Frank said. Less dramatic than I thought it would be. Well, I was going for a walk before we met. Want to come along? Do I want to go? Wow. I actually feel like I have a voice now. The genie said. Yes, I'd like to go for a walk. I haven't been asked to do things like that very often. I like walks. Frank told the genie. They're good for sorting out your thoughts. Letting go. Getting to know people. That sounds nice. The genie said. They started walking, the silence, the purposelessness of their walk welcoming to one of them and awkward to the other. Uh, I'm sorry. Frank said. Are you cold? Are your shoes comfortable enough for walking? I'm very comfortable, thank you. The genie said. I don't get uncomfortable that easily. Oh, that's good. Frank said. What is your name? I realize we became locked together for life and I don't even know what to call you. My name is Ima. And you're Frank. Yes. But how do you know that? That armband connects us on a deep level, Frank. I won't poke around without you knowing, but I can hear your thoughts. She added quickly. Really? Frank said, alarmed. Yes. Ima said. And you can hear mine too. At least the ones I want you to hear. She confessed. That was done to prevent genies from being tricky and trying to twist their master's wishes around. She informed him. By the way, an elderly woman is walking toward us with a dog. She added as they walked along. Frank strained to focus on what Ima said she saw, and in a couple of minutes his neighbor, Mrs. Davis, and her trusty dog came into view. Frank felt panic as he thought of how to explain Ima. Mrs. Davis's dog sniffed Frank knowingly as they walked by. Mrs. David greeted him matter-of-factly and walked by. Frank was kind of startled. They won't know I'm here, unless you that is, unless I want them to know I'm here. Ima said, adjusting her sentence to reflect that she was in control of herself now. Oh yes, I hadn't quite processed that tidbit yet. Frank said. 
Did you say something, Frank? Mrs. Davis called from fifteen feet or so away. Oh, just talking to myself, Mrs. Davis. You caught me. Frank joked. Try and send me a thought. Ima said. Then no one will notice anything out of the ordinary. Frank worked on it, and soon was able to send thoughts to Ima easily. The only problem was filtering his thoughts, which flowed freely. Don't worry about that, Frank. Ima thought. Remember, I'm not human. I'm a genie. I'm accustomed to hearing what people really want. Okay. Frank thought back. I suppose I'll have to get used to that. If you can be invisible and silent, I suppose it won't be an issue taking you home with me. He said as they walked in silence. Why don't we head back? I should actually walk some more, try to get some exercise, but I can do that tomorrow. Ah, I see. You do this to have time to think, and to be healthy. Exercising, trying to lose weight? Ima inquired. Yes, that's the idea. Frank said, conceding it didn't seem to work too well. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. I can help you. Ima said. How? Are you a personal trainer or something too? Frank asked. Goodness. Ima said. You really don't seem to get the part about me being a genie. She laughed. Even with limited powers I can surely change your body. It was a thought, but it sounded like she snorted dismissively. Since I don't even need you to wish so that I can obey I can hear your thoughts and I think I know what to do. Wait. Frank thought, stopping Ima. No, it's okay. I want to do this for you. Ima said. Thank you. I know you do, and I know I'd appreciate it. But you can't just change me. My family, friends and other people will notice. Ah, good thinking, Frank. Ima thought, smiling and nodding. I'll change you gradually. Not too slowly. People might tell themselves some of your change of appearance is from healthier living. People try to reason away magic when they encounter it. What do you have in mind? Frank asked. He had thought she was just going to get rid of some of his extra weight. Oh, slim you down, sure. Correct joint wearing, damaged bones and muscles. No one will notice that stuff. She reassured. And hmm, make you more muscular. Thicker hair, more defined facial features. She said excitedly enjoying her makeover plans. Frank was stunned at what would happen to him. Taller, like six inches taller. Oh, and a bigger cock. Ima smiled sexily. Then make you able to come as many times as you'd like and still get hard again. She winked and licked her lips sensually. Frank choked a little. Is that too tall? Ima inquired innocently. Tall? What? No, that's a good idea, a great idea. I'd like that. Frank exclaimed. I know. That's why I suggested it. She bragged. I was startled by the other things you were suggesting. Frank confessed. Don't be shy around me. Ima said, playfully swatting at Frank. She smiled at him, took his arm, and pulled it closer as they continued walking. Remember Frank, I'm not human. I'm a genie. I don't get embarrassed or self-conscious. And I know what men like, and I know your thoughts. She smiled cheekily at him. Okay. Frank blushed. Trying to get used to someone being in his head, knowing his private desires. He felt Ima's large chest press against his arm as she pulled closer to him. Thinking about it excited him. Knowing his thoughts were clear to her, embarrassed him, and made her laugh. When they got to Frank's house he took a deep breath, knowing Ima was invisible, but still feeling like his wife would see him walking in with a strange woman. Ima quietly reassured him in his head. Frank and Ima walked into the house, closed the door behind them and entered his bedroom. His wife was laying in bed on her side, facing the door Frank and Ima had just come through, watching a show on her tablet. Hi, sweetheart. She said to Frank, looking up. Did you have a nice walk? Frank held his breath, but Janine, his wife, didn't seem to notice anything strange. Yes, it was nice, thanks. I hid the armband. Ima told him. He hadn't even thought of that. Shower then come join me? Janine requested. Uh, yeah, yes I am. Frank said. He walked quickly into the master bathroom. Ima tagged along with him. She seems nice. Ima said. Frank thought for a moment, trying to formulate what he was going to say. You don't need to be self-conscious around me, Frank. Take your shower. And for goodness sake, I don't exist to your wife and I'm not jealous of her. I'm a genie. And I don't get jealous. She reminded him. Frank sighed. No need to formulate thoughts. They came through unedited. Guess he should just take off his clothes and shower. As he looked up he saw Ima removing her blouse. Oh, do you need to shower too? 
Frank stammered. No, Frank. Ima said laughing. I just thought you'd be more comfortable if I disrobed first. Then you don't have to feel embarrassed. Her blouse came off, revealing her beautiful full breasts with a slight sag, the hard dark brown nipples surrounded by brown areolas. Frank's eyes almost popped out of his head. Ima smiled at him with a crooked smile, untied something on her flowing pants, they dropped to the floor. Her shapely legs, curvy wide hips and narrow waist fully exposed. Her smooth, brown skin and a thick patch of dark hair covering her sex. She turned and bent over at the waist to pick her clothes up, showing her big, round ass. Frank's jaw dropped. Ima straightened up, turned and looked at Frank. Thank you, Frank. She said in response to his thoughts that he couldn't hide from her. She smiled, tilting her head, making her smile seem demure, while her naked body used sensual sexiness. I figured I'd rinse off and get ready for bed, too. Your turn now, she said, gesturing up and down at his body. She then threw her clothes at the armband on Frank's arm. The clothes turned to vapor and were sucked into the armband. Frank looked startled. Genie stuff, Frank. Come on, off with the clothes. I want to see my handiwork. She clapped her hands excitedly. Frank frowned. The changes she had made weren't going to be very visible yet. He figured he might as well get going with stripping down. It was going to happen and delaying it would only make the situation stranger for him and Janine might question why he was taking so long to get the shower going. He pulled off his shirt and taking a deep breath pulled his shorts and underwear down. Oh wow. Ima said, sliding from resting on one foot to the other, rubbing her thighs together. I did well. Really well. Frank frowned, confused, and moved over to the full-length mirror in his bathroom. Looking back at his reflection to someone like him, but not him. Taller, more muscular, thicker hair on his head, a stronger jaw and shoulders, and then he saw it, a cock that looked like another forearm hanging between his strong legs, resting in front of two big, full balls. Ima. Frank said, barely holding back from saying it aloud. You were supposed to do this gradually. Janine will definitely notice this. He said, moving his hands up and down his body as if there might be doubt about what he was talking about. Oh, silly. Ima said, sliding up alongside him and swatting at his firm butt. People who know you. She started, now stroking his muscular chest and abs. We'll see this all come about gradually. Her hands slid around lower. She touched his butt. But you, I and people who haven't met you yet. She said, her hands sliding, now around the base of his thick, long cock. We'll see this. She finished, stroking him slowly. Wait dash dot. Frank said, stepping away from Ima. I'm attracted to you, you know I am. And we'll be together. But I don't know how I feel about us, being like this. Ima didn't look surprised, hurt or confused. Frank. She started gently. You freed me. She led him over to the shower, he turned it on, still looking at her and listening to her, his cock twitched, in protest at his attempt to tell Ima that he didn't want her. She pushed him under the water. He still stared at her, trying to look into her big, dark eyes and listen, his eyes drifting down from her wavy, shiny black hair, to her full round breasts and hard brown nipples, down her narrowing waist to her wide hips. The water splashing on her hairy pussy and her shapely legs. You freed me. So if I choose you. She said, her hands reaching out to touch his sides. If I call you, master. She said, stepping into the flow of water with him. If I choose to pleasure you. She said, kneeling in front of him, keeping her eyes on his face. It is my will. I'm not trying to take you away from your wife. I'm not jealous. I'm not human. I'm a genie. She reminded him, cooing as she moved her hands, gently holding his massive cock. Frank watched her, paralyzed. Think of me as your concubine. She said, slowly and stroking him gently. I'm here to service you, the way you need to be serviced. She purred sensually. Look at this cock, these balls they deserve to be worked. She said, stroking his cock, firmly cupping his balls, while looking deep into his eyes. Frank pulled away. I, I don't know. I know you know I want you. And somehow what you're saying makes sense to me, but I just don't know right now. Let's just shower. He said, turning from her. Ima smiled, stood up and soaked Frank's back. As you wish, Frank. Ima said. When they were done and dried off, Frank went to pull on some long pajama pants. Why are you wearing those? Ima asked. I'm enjoying seeing your body. You look good. I don't know. I always wear something to bed. Frank said. Try just going to bed nude tonight. I must suggest it, putting a hand on Frank's ass. Okay. I'll give it a try. Frank walked into his bedroom. Janine looked up to see him, 
and started to put away her tablet. She stopped short seeing he was naked. Oh, Janine said. Hey, where are your pants? I put them in there. Did you not see them? I saw them, thanks. I just want to sleep naked tonight. If that's okay with you. Frank asked nervously. Sure. Yeah. I hadn't noticed, but it looks like you're getting trim. Janine said, looking Frank up and down. He smiled and turned for her to see. Janine hadn't really looked at Frank naked in a while. Had his cock always been that big? Make a move, Ima said. She's interested. I can tell. I'll make her feel better, more rested. Why not? She had turned him down before, and it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't that she didn't love him. She just didn't always feel like it. Frank hadn't expected Ima to both try to get him off and help him with his wife. He had to remember, she wasn't a human, she was a genie. Ima smiled and nodded, Frank remembering she could hear his thoughts. She walked up to Janine, Janine unaware of this shapely, naked woman coming right up to her. Ima touched Janine's forehead, and Janine sighed contentedly. Frank came up right next to Ima, focusing on Janine. He smiled down on her, he lifted the blanket cautiously. Can I help you take your clothes off? Frank asked. Janine's eyes widened, she bit her lip and nodded. Frank helped Janine out of her nightshirt, he lay beside her. Kissed her neck as he touched and squeezed her breasts. Then made his way down to them, sucked each of her rose-colored nipples until they were hardened, deep red nobs. His hands drew patterns on her stomach, he pushed them under the waistband and his fingers found her clit. Rubbing it and stroking it until Janine opened her legs to him. She closed her eyes and moaned. Janine hugged him tighter, kissing him hungrily, her hips rising, to feel his cock pressed against her. Frank pulled Janine's panties off, looked at her, then slowly climbing on top of her. They embraced and kissed deeply again, like new lovers, trying to taste each other for the first time. Frank slowly and easily slid into her, laid some of his weight on her. Janine pulled away from their kiss to shudder and whisper in his ear. Oh, Frank. Frank held her thighs, enjoyed her wet pussy. His longer cock went deeper than he had ever gone before. His thicker hard cock massaged the ridges along her pussy walls. Jeannie moaned, lifted her hips to meet him, she held onto his arms, the urgency of their mating escalating. Her eyes looked down to where their bodies met, she shut her eyes tightly. Frank began to increase his tempo, his cock plunged into her harder and deeper. Janine shuddered, looking into Frank's eyes uncertain, digging her fingers into his arms. Frank never slowed, he slammed even deeper into her. The sound of their two bodies slapping together combined with the sound of a thick cock plunging into a wet pussy. Janine and Frank grunted and moaned in pleasure. Janine opened her eyes wide, saw the lustful look on Frank's face. She let go of Frank and collapsed, reached down and covered her pussy, as if the sensations would unravel her. Frank withdrew, watching her. I'm sorry, Janine muttered. It's too much. I can't take any more. Frank smiled, caressed the side of her head. Sure. It's okay. Just relax. Janine smiled, still writhing a little, holding her pussy. She settled down, and was soon asleep. Frank pulled the blanket over Janine. Frank's cock still hard and throbbing, poking out, with Janine's juices glistening on it. He looked up and saw Ima standing there, smiling at him. Let's get in bed too, Ima said. Frank headed over to his side of the bed and carefully got in, not wanting to disturb Janine. Ima climbed in next to Frank and curled around him. He could feel her big breasts against him, her thick thighs wrapping around him, her wet pussy pressing up against his side. Her hand rested on his stomach. That was beautiful, she said, her hand drifted down to take his cock in her hand. Let me clean this for you, she said, sliding down to the foot of the bed. Frank's hunger for this gorgeous creature, his need to come, all she had assured him before, knocked down any lingering apprehension he may have had. Ima positioned herself so she lay between Frank's legs, her beautiful dark hair on his hips. Her breath making Frank's big cock throb in anticipation. She lowered her mouth slowly, sliding him into her hot mouth, her tongue working around his cock. Frank groaned as Ima took more of his hard cock into her mouth, sucking him deeper into her slippery throat. He slapped a hand over his mouth, he raised himself on his elbows, Ima laughed. Impressed I can laugh while your giant cock is down my throat, Frank? Remember, we're speaking to each other through thoughts. She voiced to him. Don't worry, I'll make Janine sleep deeply. She won't hear, see or feel me and you won't wake her, no matter what you do. Just lie back and enjoy the best blow job you've ever had, she said as she pushed him back down. Emboldened at the news that Janine wouldn't wake, 
Frank puts his hands down on Ima's head, slipping his fingers through her hair, then putting a hand under her jaw, the feel of control over Ima's head accentuating the sensation. She sucked up and down, the sensation's insane, the image of fantasy. Janine is sweet, Ima said. And her cum is, too. Frank thought he would die from how roused he was. Frank's cock stayed deep in Ima's throat and mouth. She moved her head as she sucked, while the rest of her body levitated into the air. What the heck are you doing? Frank asked, confused and turned on nearly to the point of exploding. Ima's body turned, and Frank could see Ima's legs spread above him, her hairy, soaking wet pussy right above his head. I'm getting my wish too, Frank, Ima said, as she descended on him. I've made you able to go without breathing, so I won't smother you. I plan on sticking you right up my pussy, Frank. I need you really bad. Her glistening pussy pushed down onto his face. He put his hands on her big, round ass, inhaling her amazing musk, and tasting her swollen lips and clit. He squeezed her big ass, licking her up and down. He nibbled at her aroused clit, tagging gently at her labias, his tongue darting in and out of her pussy entrance. Ima trembled and moaned in pleasure. Frank moved his hands from her hips, pushing her off his face slightly. He plunged one finger into her pulsing pussy. Ima's love juices dripped down as he added another finger. He fucked her hard until her breathing was labored. She moaned deeply, still with Frank's cock deep in her throat. Then he pushed her down, back onto his face, and continued lapping and nibbling at her clit until Ima was close to her climax. Oh fuck, Frank, she said as Frank's balls bumped against her nose. I'm going to come all over your face. Ima groaned, shuddered. Oh yes, Frank said eating her hungrily. I don't want to need to sleep or eat or anything. I just want to pleasure you both every night. The thought that he was so manly that he satisfied two women made him pump deep into Ima's slick mouth and throat, her saliva shining on her full lips, clamped down on his thick cock as she tried to continue sucking him while being driven crazy by his mouth. Your wish is my command, master. You set me free and now enslave me to this giant cock. When I come in your face, and I swallow your cum, I'm sealing my destiny. Frank grunted, lifting up his hips, feeling Ima's nose against his balls and his cock all the way down her throat. His cock throbbed and unloaded streams of thick cum into Ima's mouth as she came hard, too, splashing cum onto Frank's face. Oh fuck, Frank. Ima screamed. I've never felt this. Oh, Frank. I'll fill your bed with worthy sluts and suck their cum off of you every night. She purred sexily at him. She sucked up the last of his cum, gently, lovingly licking all around his cock and balls to clean all the cum from them. Frank sighed with contentment, kissing Ima's thighs, making her shake, stroking her head as she tended to him, his cock rising up again ready to have more of her. Ima, I hope you are ready for the ride of your life. Frank chuckled as he watched his cock get hard again. Chapter 2 Chapter 2 Frank got hard again very fast after coming. At his age, that was definitely magic. Then again, judging by his reflection and how he felt, he wasn't close to fifty anymore. He didn't feel fatigue, the need for food or water. He would never have thought to wish for such things, but when he had been wrapped up with Ima, pleasuring her and being pleasured by her, he didn't want anything to stop them. It's amazing how much time you have for fantastic sex, he thought. When you don't need to sleep. Other thoughts were going through his mind, too. Ima's thoughts. Because of the armband he wore that kept Ima alive and linked her to him, they were able to hear each other's thoughts, if Frank put in the effort. But now Ima's thoughts seemed so much easier to hear, and they seemed raw, unfiltered. That's right, Frank. Ima thought to Frank, as she curled up against his side, pressing her big breasts against him, laying a leg across his stomach. When you ate me out and drank my cum, and then you slide your cock down my throat and I drank yours, you enslaved me to you. What? No, Ima, I didn't want to do that to you. Frank thought. Sure, Frank. Ima said, smiling. She pulled him closer to his naked body and rubbed against his hip, her cum-soaked pussy wetting him. I knew that was happening. Remember I told you it would happen when we were making when you were pleasuring me, she said, reaching over to hold his big hard cock in her soft little hands. Frank thought through what had happened, furrowing his brow, then shaking his head. It had happened. She had told him. Your wish is my command, master. You set me free and now enslaved me to this giant cock. When I come in your face, and I swallow your cum, I'm sealing my destiny. He had been so high on the pleasure and on the body she had given him that he hadn't really listened. He had done to her just what he had hoped to undo and slave her. I want it, Frank. 
Ima said, wetting her hand with her own wetness and returning the hand to his cock. I want you to own me, not as a genie, but as your concubine. Since you own me, I can keep no thoughts from you. You know everything I feel, think, and desire. While Frank could hear Ima's thoughts clearer than ever, he didn't need to at this moment. He felt her squirm against him, pressing her aroused sex into his hip. She worked his cock with her hand, and moaned softly. Frank was living a dream, his body and abilities were changed so much, his wife now enjoyed him sexually, and he had his own genie ready to serve him and pleasure him. He was having wishes granted that he had never asked for, but realized that he really wanted. Setting Ima free had actually meant getting more from her than if he had tried to control her. It pleases me that you're mine, Ima. Frank thought to her. I'm so glad you sucked my cock clean after you helped me pleasure Janine, and you offered me your pussy to eat, knowing you were giving yourself to me forever. Ima beamed with joy at the recognition and appreciation Frank had for her. You deserve to enjoy this body. Frank thought. He was constructed from Ima's fantasies, and he knew her thoughts like his own. This was not bragging. Frank reached between his hip and Ima, he felt for her pussy, his fingers worked past the hair and found her clit. He rubbed at it, and Ima wiggled. Sit that sweet wet pussy on my cock. I want to go deep in you, and feel that big, round ass of yours tremble on my thighs. Frank invited. Ima quickly moved to comply and enjoy her reward. Frank lay there, waiting for her to do the work. He was hard, and his cock stood up, waiting for her to engulf it. Janine, his wife, slept peacefully next to him, enjoying a rest after lovemaking like she had never experienced in years. Thanks to Ima's magic Janine slept soundly, and wouldn't be bothered by noise or being bumped into. Ima was astride, smiling and looking at Frank. Frank felt Ima's soft, thick thighs tightly against his powerful legs. Ima reached underneath her to take Frank's hard cock in her hand she aimed it at her hairy, wet sex between her thick brown thighs. Teasing her pussy entrance with his big cock head, she got him wet with her pussy juices, then she lowered herself on him, slowly. Rocking gently until inch by inch her hungry pussy swallowed up Frank's hard cock. With her eyes closed, she grabbed her full breasts and groaned as he filled her, pushing down and taking more of him until she had engulfed him to his root. She continued with the long, leisurely rocking and slumming. She planted her hands on his chest, raising her strong hips and slumming back down on him. Her round ass shook as she hit Frank's thighs. Frank sunk deeper still into her with every move. The sensation on her sweet spot deep inside began to cry out for more stimulation. She made the rocking short, hard and sharper, feeling his cock head hit her G-spot just right her whole body seeking that sensation. Ima started to ride even harder, shaking Frank in the bed violently seeking sweet release. Frank reached his hand over and wrapped his fingers in those of his sleeping wife, a contented sigh coming from her. His wife would sleep through this, undisturbed. Knowing this, his genie concubine's eyes rolled up in her head and she started to ride him harder. He placed his hands at her waist, helping her keep her balance. She groaned and grunted as she ground her pelvis into Frank's, their hairy groins matted with cum and sweat creating a wonderful, pain and pleasure rubbing on her clit her beautiful brownness giving Frank's muscular thighs a hard slap. As she rocked harder, her beautiful large breasts bounced harder too, her brown areolas and hard nipples glistening with sweat. Ima's climax hit hard, sending her body into a convulsion, she shuddered and gasped, her hands went out behind her and she rested her palms on Frank's thighs. Her body continued to shake, her chest rose and fell as she tried to catch her breath. She let out a moan as her body slowly cooled. Wow, Frank, she exclaimed. That is a mighty hard cock you have, that was the best ride I have ever had. Frank grinned, pleased that she enjoyed herself. Glad to see that you enjoyed that ride MS, now I'd like to receive full pay for it, he said, with a very naughty look in his eyes. Ima smiled happily. Still attached to Frank's pole, she started to rock gently smiling at Frank, daring him to make a move. Janine rolled against Frank, and he held her for a moment, then kissed the top of her head. Frank raised himself of his elbows, looked at Ima, and she knew exactly what he wanted her to do. Lay down on your back, he ordered. She loved how assertive he was becoming, how he knew he didn't need to pretend to her that she was the only one he pleasured. She rose off of him, the sound of them separating loud, wet and delicious. She lay on her back, her eyes wide, her chest heaving. He smiled down at her. He was on his knees, his unusually large cock swollen and twitching between them, in anticipation. Frank slipped his arms under Ima's knees, lifted her legs and spread them. He looked at how shapely her inner thighs were and at her exposed cum-soaked, blushed pussy entrance. 
He maneuvered until his fat cock head was at her entrance, then he slid back into her recently vacated dripping pussy. He grunted in approval as he sunk into her. Frank didn't give her a moment to recover her senses. He pulled back and plunged into her, slamming into her, hard. He did not have to worry about hurting Ima or coming too soon and ending the evening. He was full of energy and not about to run out of breath or get exhausted anytime soon. Ima had created her own fantasy, filled with the sexual hunger of a man denied satisfaction for decades, without the need to eat, sleep, or breathe. And Frank promised he was going to reward this beautiful brown woman with a hard, unapologetic fuck. Frank held on to her. When she moaned, he lowered his head and took one of her hard nipples into his mouth, nibbling on it until she raised her chest to him. He chuckled, enjoying her reaction. Then without warning, he withdrew and slammed into her waiting pussy. Frank kept the pace and tempo, alternating between deep plunges and shallow teasing ones at her pussy entrance. Ima's pleasure built as he sunk deeper and rhythmically into her, the impossibly thick base of his cock stretching her, his muscular body grinding her clit between their pelvises. Sweat tears and cum poured from her. Frank never needed to ask her if she was okay, she was moaning, groaning and whimpering he knew her as well as she knew herself, and he knew he didn't need to be gentle with her. She wanted to be used just as he was using her. Harder Frank. She encouraged him, knowing that she could take his pounding and he would last as long as possible. Frank pounded in and out of Ima for another impossibly long time, she came several times over. When he knew that they had both had enough, he emptied his balls deep inside her warm womb. His long cock still plunged into her as her pussy milked him and his balls ejaculated their precious loot. He pulled his cock slowly out of her, watching her pussy quivering and twitching. Even the sensation of his softening cock pulling out of her was painfully pleasurable for Ima. When he was finally out, Ima's slick pussy was still contracting and pools of cum poured out. Frank put his hand below Ima's pussy, his middle finger resting on Ima's asshole, he played with it a little, enjoying the slickness of the cum on the bud, it was easy to insert his finger tip in, rimming the insides with his finger, and making her moan. Cum poured out of her well-used pussy, as she pressed on Frank's finger trying to get more of him inside, her pussy muscles pushed more cum out and it pulled in his hand. He stood, masturbating his cock to stiffness with the cum. Ima got on her hands and knees near the edge of the bed and waited for Frank to present his cock to her mouth. She closed her eyes and tilted her head, as if swooning. She opened her luscious lips wide. He slid his cock, coated in their cum, into her mouth, he arranged her hair, teasing her face with his fingers, as she feasted on their fluids. She groaned, swallowing and cleaning. Frank slid his hand back to her ass, finding the tight bud, he played some more, this time pushing more into her very tight asshole, he chuckled at how distracted she got as he finger-fucked her asshole with their combined cum. He had had her pussy, as was his right, and filled it with his seed. Then he had lovingly fed it to her in the sweetest, most loving way she could imagine. She was truly his. When Frank's cock was clean and Ima had swallowed all of their cum, he slid his cock from her mouth and his finger from her ass. Ima lay back on the bed and Frank joined her, laying next to her. He didn't want to come again just yet. He just wanted to enjoy some time with Ima. She had never experienced closeness like this. As the light of the dawning sun came into the room, Frank's face lay on Ima's chest, one nipple in his mouth as his fingers drew circles around the other, pinching and pulling, then alternating. He wondered at this beautiful mystical creature. Their lovemaking had lasted all night. Janine, now rested, stirred. She rolled over and her hand sought Frank's again. Ima used a little magic and guided it to Frank's cock, still hard from being in Ima's mouth. Janine started to awaken. Oh gosh, Frank, Janine said, holding him. Were you hard all night because I didn't satisfy you? Her brow furrowed and she looked around, for what she wasn't sure. Frank wasn't sure what to say. Ima smiled, put a finger on his lips. It's fine. It must be my diet and all the exercise I get hard a lot. I don't usually go naked around you, so you may not have noticed. Ima answered Janine in Frank's voice. That must get so uncomfortable, Janine said, concerned. Her hand was still holding Frank's hard cock, which definitely seemed bigger than she had remembered. She started to remember their lovemaking from the night before, and she felt herself getting wet. I'm a horrible wife. Oh, Frank. She cried, resting her face on his chest, her tears falling on him, her hand gripping him more tightly. You're not horrible, Janine. I love you, Ima said. Frank looked wide-eyed at his concubine as she seduced his wife for him. Could you satisfy me now? His voice asked her softly. I can let you know when I need you to help me, and you don't have to worry yourself about being a bad wife. 
You're not, Ima said. Yes, I can do that, Janine replied, excitedly. She wasn't sure how it all worked out, but the thought of being a good wife, one her husband would be proud of, maybe they'd even brag to their friends about, excited and satisfied her. The thought of being ready to pleasure him whenever he wanted didn't seem to concern her. Why don't you suck me then, Janine? Frank's voice tenderly encouraged Janine. This was not what they normally did. But she wanted to be a good wife, she wanted to pleasure her handsome, well-hung husband. She wanted her friends and his to hear confessions of her desire to please her man and his big cock any time he needed it. Janine felt Frank's hand gently guide the back of her head down until she opened her mouth and took Frank's big cock into her mouth. She had thought he'd smell sweaty, or like cum, after their fucking from hours ago, but somehow he smelled clean and faintly of jasmine. She groaned as his long, thick manhood filled her mouth, her pussy getting wetter. Frank's hand now caressed the back of her head, and she worked to pleasure him more. Her hands reached up to work his balls, and she found there was a lot of shaft she wasn't sucking, and she used one hand to stroke him there. He was definitely bigger than he had been for a long time. Had he lost that much weight? Did this diet make men's cocks grow? Ima's hand it had not been Frank's continued to stroke Janine's hair, encouraging her to blow her husband. Now her hand stroked down Janine's face, around her neck and it felt Janine's full breasts and hard nipples, squeezing and pinching them. Janine groaned, slobbered, sucked on Frank and sucked up the saliva and precum as it escaped her lips. She squirmed, her legs rubbing together, rubbing against the bed, pushing herself into the hand feeling her breasts. Ima's hand now moved back up to hold the back of Janine's head and Janine took him deeper than she had before, wanting him to come straight down her throat. Frank's hips rose from the bed and his cum shot out, down Janine's throat, as she sucked noisily on him. She swallowed down the last of him and lifted her head off of his crotch, breathing in deeply as his softening cock flopped from her mouth. Well, she said panting. I didn't know I could do that. You were amazing. Frank told her. You look so beautiful right now your lips so full and wet, your face rosy. I'd pull out my phone and take a picture of you, but maybe the timing isn't great. Do it. She told him, smiling. The thought of having her picture taken now, in this condition, made her tingle more, her pussy somehow damper. Frank smiled shrugged and reached for his phone. He zoomed in on Janine's face, pink and glistening, her lips full and wet from her saliva and his cum. He took the picture and showed it to her. I feel like when people catch a big fish, they want to take a picture with the beast they wrestled and beat. She said, lifting Frank's long, heavy cock and putting her face next to it. I should have a picture like this, with this monster I just mastered, my face showing the struggle I had to make you come. Janine giggled. You're going to make me hard again, Janine. Frank joked. I'm serious. Would you be okay with me having a picture of your big cock right by my face? Janine asked, now biting her lower lip. Only if you promise to show your friends. Frank teased, loving the idea of the exhibitionism. Janine adjusted her hair and posed with Frank's big, floppy cock and Frank took some pictures. You'd better watch out, Frank. Janine said. After I show this around, my friends may want me to share you with them. You don't need to tell me how you'd feel about that. I can see what you think. She was looking at his cock as it firmed up yet again. Frank bent over, held Janine's head, and kissed her noisily on the cheek. I should get ready for work, he said and headed toward the bathroom. Janine licked her lips, pulled the sheet up to her chin, smiling, and closed her eyes, resting and enjoying what she was feeling. Hello, master, Ima said to Frank as he entered the bathroom. She was dressed, wearing a button-down shirt and jacket that were closed tightly below her breasts, her cleavage spilling out. She had a short, plaid skirt on that looked even shorter as it flared up around her big, round ass. On her legs she wore thigh-high dark stockings that had lacy elastic borders just below where her skirt fell. She had on, long black leather boots with heels that stopped just over the knee, still exposing some of her stockings. Her hair was up in a bun, she wore thick dark eyeglass frames with no glasses, and she held a clipboard. It felt like she'd been waiting there for him for some time, though of course she hadn't. Hello, Ima. Frank replied as he looked her over thoroughly, loving what he saw. While Master was busy having his cock sucked, Ima said matter-of-factly, looking at her clipboard. I took a look at memories of work, and made some adjustments. Oh? Frank replied, coming closer to her. Yes. Ima said, not looking at him busily looking at the papers on her clipboard, that Frank could now see were blank. As I noted here, Ima said, resting her clipboard on the vanity, bending over at the hip to read it up close. 
Your job doesn't bring you pleasure and doesn't utilize your skills and, uh, abilities, she said, pulling her glasses down on her nose and looking over them at his cock. He smiled, firming up at being noticed, and looked at Ima from behind. Her thick legs, spread and dressed in stockings and boots, were fantastic. Further up, the plaid skirt provided no cover for Ima while she was in that pose, bent over at the waist, and Frank could see she wore no panties. Ima's big, round ass was on display, and between her upper thighs her swollen, open, hairy pussy was presented to him. My abilities, you say? Frank said, standing behind Ima, holding his hard cock in his hand and rubbing it against Ima's wet sex. Yes, gasp, that's correct. Ima said, trying to sound official while she concentrated on her blank page through her fake glasses. She wiggled, trying to get more of Frank's cock in her. He carefully held back, as if he happened to be against her pussy by accident, while he was just trying to see something over her shoulder. May I look over your shoulder? Frank whispered in Ima's ear, the head of his cock half in her wet pussy. And see what you have about my abilities and where I should use them. Yes, please do me I mean, please do look over my shoulder. Ima said, reaching back to pull her big-ass cheeks apart, trying to push back against Frank. Frank put his hands over Ima's, and slowly slid his thick cock into her. She gasped, standing up a little higher on her toes. As Frank got all of his cock inside Ima, her big-ass cheeks squeezed against his hips and stomach, Frank's hands sliding to the front of her hips, he saw now what was written on the pages. Is this real? Frank asked, surprised at what he was reading. Oh, Frank. Ima gasped. That is 100% real genie pussy. And it's amazing. Frank said, relishing the sensations of pulling out of Ima, pulling her lips out, then pushing back into her. But I mean about what's on that paper. Ah, uh, yes, of course, sir. Ima said, playing the part well, trying to seem professional while being fucked. Her cleavage glistening with sweat and shaking from her being slammed. Her thighs damp with cum that leaked and splashed out with every powerful thrust and plunge that Frank made. I found a firm run by five women. Ima said, trying to speak intelligently while being slammed by Frank's thick cock, the sensations rippling through her as she spoke. All of them lost their husbands when they went off with other women younger, fitter women. Ima paused, holding on to the vanity. She needed to feel Frank deeper, so she leaned forward and rested her head on countertop, she held her ass cheeks open with her hands. Frank slammed in, she groaned loudly as he found her spot again. Sensations of electricity, an ice cube dancing on her belly, a breeze between her bare thighs all filled her senses as stimulation piled on top of orgasm. She tried to regain her composure. They all need someone to counsel them, to help them relax, to pamper them. They need a man's strong hands to touch them. Ima said as Frank slammed repeatedly into her. His hands now ripping open her shirt and jacket to squeeze her big breasts and exposed brown nipples, he squeezed them then held onto her breasts like they were anchors. I'm going to come, Frank announced. Ima knew. She could feel it in his body and his thoughts. She pressed hard against him, wanting her insides to be painted by his generous ejaculations. Oh yes, give it to me, Ima said. I have already met them and pitched you as being that man. She choked out before bracing herself to receive his explosion. Arga, Frank said, come blasting from his swollen cock. Janine had slipped into the bathroom, unnoticed by Frank. But had Ima noticed her? When she looked at Frank and Ima, she saw Frank, his long, thick, hard cock blasting out cum, but she didn't see Ima. Oh gosh, Frank, Janine said. Frank looked over shocked as the sensations of a huge orgasm still flowed through his body. That is so fucking hot, she said. I can't believe what an appetite for sex you have. Have you been like this all this time? I'm so sorry. She apologized sincerely. Frank started to try to explain something. The invisible Ima slumped against the vanity, her thighs shaking as Frank rested pressed against her generous ass his cock spurting out the last of its cum. I was kind of joking before about sharing you. Just kind of, Janine said, confessing her fetishes. But I know I need to now. That is just too much cock for one little wife to handle all by herself, she said, licking her lips. She turned around and left the room, giggling to herself, more excited than she had been before. Ima smiled knowingly at Frank, recovering from her pounding. This company I've been telling you about, she said. They're expecting you today. I already notified your current employer and I picked out an outfit for you. Frank extracted himself from Ima her knees buckling as he did, the wet flopping sound of them detaching pleasing Frank. I'm not really clear on what I'll be doing for them. He began, selling himself short as he saw the clothes Ima had put out for him. 
She handed him a silver-gray custom-tailored suit that showed off his muscular arms and broad shoulders. The suit pants would accentuate his slim waist and muscular legs. They allowed for his almost ridiculous-sized penis and balls to show as a slightly concealed, delicious bulge. Oh, wow. Frank said, beginning to understand. I'm going to help them relax and pamper them. Bye. By fucking them and taking care of their sexual desires and needs. Yes, Frank, that's your new job. Ima said. Again acting the part of the professional, despite her hair and clothes being in disarray, her big tits hanging proudly and her soaked, worn pussy exposed. Oh, and you will be very well compensated. I also ask that they set up an entertainment account to ensure that you are able to pay for any extras. Ima boasted. Now get ready. You have a lot of work to do. She shooed him into the shower. Chapter 3 Frank left the house, kissing his glowing, satiated wife and heading out with Ima, his invisible to all but him genie companion. Frank wore the custom-made gray suit Ima had provided for him. Ima wore the short plaid skirt, shirt, jacket, stockings and boots that had driven Frank wild in the bathroom. You look great, Frank. Ima told her master, smiling at him. Thanks, he said. I had no idea how nice a custom-made suit could feel. And you didn't even have to visit a tailor, Ima said. Or even wish for it, she thought. One of the benefits of their relationship, her love for him, him having freed her, was she could read his mind and could use her magic however she liked. And she loved him. Ima stepped up to a town car that was parked, with the driver waiting for them, and she got in. Frank followed her in. He had learned to not be surprised by all the things she did for them. First off, Ima said, handing Frank a 8x10 photograph. These are the employees at your new company, who you will be helping to relax and provide comfort for Dash. She smiled and looked at him. Frank knew Ima didn't have any jealousy toward him. If anything, she was happier with him being happy. And she knew his fantasies. Knew he'd want to be at the service of a bunch of women, satisfying their desires to be the stud of their group. Hold on, Frank said, looking at the photo as Ima watched him and they rode to his new job. Don't you find them appealing? Ima asked. Of course I do. You know I do, Frank said, dropping the photo to his lap and looking at Ima. But this seems a little beyond belief. Why? Ima asked. These women look like the top five contestants in an over-40 beauty contest. Frank protested. Don't you like attractive women, Frank? Ima asked, batting her eyes at him, pursing her lips, and running her hands down her body as if she were straightening her clothes. Don't confuse me with your sexiness, you. Frank scolded lightheartedly. You know what I mean. This seems beyond belief that these gorgeous women all happened to work together and all were left by their husbands and they are starved for affection and appreciation. Ah, I see. Ima said, nodding. Frank. Ima asked. Do you think they were ever young and beautiful? Or that if their lives had been easier, and they had eaten well and slept well and exercised, that they would look better than if they hadn't? Yes, I suppose, Frank said, frowning and shaking his head. How about if you got to know them and really appreciated who they were? Wouldn't you find them more attractive? Sure, Frank said, nodding. But what does that have to do with what they look like here? Life isn't quite as simple as you perceive it, Frank. Just like I was able to make tremendous changes to you, but Janine hasn't seen them all yet, I'm able to make these ladies look different. So is this magic, tricking me into thinking they look like this? Frank asked. Ima furrowed her brow, tilted her head and paused. I'm not tricking you, she said. I'm just helping you see them in an ideal light. Frank nodded slowly. Is that okay? Ima asked, tilting her head and trying to look into his eyes. Yeah, yeah, Frank said. He squeezed his lips together and wrinkled his brow for a moment. Actually, if they are beautiful to me, and they haven't been seen that way by others. He trailed off with a faraway look. Yes? Ima asked. I think I actually like that more. He said. I thought you would. She said. I know the whole magic thing can be complicated to understand. All is not as we see it. There isn't as much objective experience as you'd think. But remember Frank I love you. I have your best interests in mind. I wouldn't try to fool you. Frank smiled, looking into Ima's eyes. And I think you are going to have a lot of fun fucking their brains out. Ima added. She smiled. Frank laughed. Okay. We're almost there. Here's one more thing. She said, handing him a black velvet sack. Is this my lunch? Frank asked, smiling. It's my way of helping you have what you want quicker.
Ima explained. I can read your thoughts. If you want something, it's a lot easier for us all if you don't have to ask me explicitly, and if what you want doesn't appear out of nowhere. Well, Frank said, taking the sack. Yeah, it's really nice of me, Ima said. Keep in mind I'm filling it. Okay, Frank said. So you might find things in there you didn't think about. And I may not give you things you did think about, she said. I trust your judgment, Frank said. Ima smiled at him. The car came to a stop and they got out and headed into the office building they were parked next to. Ima led Frank up by elevator to the floor his new employer was on, and they headed in. It seemed really quiet, and Frank looked from side to side to see if anyone was there. Are we really early or dash? Frank thought, and was interrupted as someone came out of one of the offices. Hi there, the smiling blonde woman said, tentatively giving them a little wave. She wore a skirt, shirt, jacket and heels, all in gray and white, but the drab office wear didn't hide the fact that she was straight out of Frank's dreams. In fact, she looked a lot like a woman from college, Jennifer, who was gorgeous and had always begged Frank for massages, and he somehow had never figured out to go for it with her. I'm Jennifer, she said, extending her hand. Frank extended his hands, shaking Jennifer's between them. It's nice to meet you, Jennifer, Frank said. You're a naughty genie, Frank thought. I thought we'd tie up some loose ends, Ima said to Frank, looking down at her clipboard through her empty eyeglass frames. It's just me right now, Jennifer said with a giggle, shrugging. The others will trickle in. Can I show you around? I'd love that, Frank said. Ima had made a faithful reproduction of the Jennifer of Frank's memories. Or was this really that Jennifer? Frank wasn't overly concerned with the metaphysical details at the moment. Jennifer had straight blonde hair past her shoulders and bangs a sort of long bob or Cleopatra-looking thing. He wasn't an expert on hairstyles. It framed her pretty, smiling face and expressive lips and eyebrows down over her shoulders and stopped on her big chest, impossible to hide, even in drab office garb. As Jennifer spun on a heel to lead the way on the turf Frank continued to look her over, trying not to seem super obvious. Jennifer was cavier than the Jennifer of his college years, with a body more to his liking, more like what a woman over forty looked like, too. Her bow was round, her hips wider than the Barbie doll this Jennifer may have been when she was in college, and her legs shapely. Frank drew in his breath and felt a tingling on his hips and thighs. She was delicious. The coffee machine and refrigerator. Jennifer continued. She must have been talking while she was giving the tour and Frank had been off in his own world. And here's your office. Jennifer said, pointing with her outstretched arm. Ima told us she was going to furnish it with all sorts of stuff. I guess she did. She said, smiling and shrugging. Frank walked in, and Jennifer followed. Ima was there, too, unseen by Jennifer. She smiled at Frank, pleased at the fantasy she had constructed for him. This is great. Frank said. Looks like everything I'll need. He really didn't know what was there before him, but he would figure it out. Looks really interesting. Jennifer said. Is this some sort of special chair? She asked, gesturing. Yes. Frank said, patting it like it was his preferred make and model. It's a massage chair. Oh, is it? Jennifer asked, her eyes going wide. It's not one of those electronic ones, is it? No. Frank said, smiling. Let me show you. Here, let's take your jacket off, okay? He asked, looking for approval before she smiled, blushed and let him slip the jacket off of her. He hung it up. There are two ways it can be used, Frank said. He led Jennifer over and sat her in the comfortable chair. She slipped into its form-fitting shape, sighing. Frank knelt by her feet, slipping her shoes off gently. One way is where you sit there, like that, and I can massage you, while you sit comfortably, he said. While he spoke he reached out and massaged her feet, firmly squeezing them from her ankles to her toes and back. Oh, that's nice, Jennifer said, smiling and blinking a little more rapidly. How else is it used? Stand up for a sec, Frank asked, offering Jennifer a hand and helping her up. The other way, he continued sitting in the seat, is for you to sit right here on my lap and I massage you. He looked in her eyes. Her eyes widened and she swallowed. Come here and sit on my lap, Jennifer. Frank coaxed. Full of the boldness imparted to him by the love of his genie, Ima. He knew she was helping everything along, and the last thing he thought would happen is this woman would slap him and storm off. Oh, Jennifer said, swallowing again. Okay. She turned her back to Frank, holding her legs together under her knee-length skirt, put her hands down to hold onto the chair behind her, and she sat.
Frank said, holding Jennifer's hips firmly and arranging her round, firm ass on top of his crotch. Now I can massage your shoulders a bit. His hands went up and started massaging Jennifer's shoulders over her white button-down shirt. Hmm. Jennifer said then stopped as Frank's hands came off of her. What's wrong? She asked. I don't want to wrinkle your shirt doing this. Frank said. Oh, I can take it off dash. Jennifer said, reaching for the buttons. If you just unbutton a bit I can slip my hands under your shirt. Frank said. If that works. Oh. Jennifer laughed, unbuttoning as fast as she could, moving on to another button. Would another button be necessary? Would it seem trashy to do that? Yes, yes, I suppose that would work too. Frank put his hands on Jennifer's neck and slid them down. The neck of her shirt was still a little small for his hands to fit under. He slid his hands around to her front and undid another button as Jennifer's hands reached back to hold on to the chair firmly. I think that will work. Frank said quietly to the back of Jennifer's neck, more of her chest exposed, his hands slipping under the shirt to her bare shoulders. Soon his hands started to knead her muscles, loosening her neck and back. She exhaled deeply. Your back feels a little tight, he said softly, his breath tickling the hairs on the back of her neck. Yes, she said softly. It's from the strain from your large breasts, isn't it? Frank asked. He spoke without a hint of impropriety, casually talking about her voluptuous chest. Yes, she sighed as he continued to massage her. I've had back problems since high school. Hmm, Frank said. Let me get to your back from down here, he said, pulling her shirt up at the bottom. Okay. Jennifer agreed as Frank's hands slide up her sides then firmly massaged her lower back, moving up her back to her shoulders. I don't want to rub against your bra and hurt you. Frank said, moving his hands over the back of her bra and going higher, his arms against Jennifer's back and sides now. Let me just take that off. Jennifer said, pulling up from Frank, making his arms slip out. You're a professional, and we're in private, and it's just making you contort yourself, having to slip your hands up under my shirt that way. She smiled and shook her head, breathing hard. She hurried to unbutton her shirt and take it off before he could protest. Frank stood. Jennifer watched him wide-eyed, afraid he was going to stop her, or he was going to take her in his arms and kiss her. Wanting him to stop her, or take her in his arms and kiss him. He walked past her, closed the door, and pulled the blinds down. Jennifer was now in her bra, her chest heaving, looked wide-eyed at Frank. He slipped his jacket off and sat back down, never taking his eyes off of Jennifer never seeming to even blink. Jennifer breathed deeply, looking at Frank, reached back and undid her bra. Her chest rose and fell with her deep breaths, her face and chest flushing as she moved the straps and then the cups away, exposing her large, round breasts to the cool office air and the penetrating gaze of Frank. That's better, she said and moved to sit back down on Frank. Frank held her hips firmly and guided her back down. Very nice. Frank said softly, his hands moving over Jennifer's shoulders, now unencumbered by her shirt or bra. Her back was beautiful, soft, and smooth. Her face, relaxed in the pleasure she was feeling, the amazing sensation of dropping your shirt in front of a strange man, she glowed. Past her shoulders and her soft, straight hair that smelled so sweetly of strawberries, Jennifer's large, round breasts heaved, her pink nipples hardening from the cool air and excitement. Frank could see her rapid breathing as his hands worked her shoulders, now back and lower. Jennifer bent over a bit as Frank's hands went lower reaching around to graze the sides of her breasts, not lingering, moving down to work her lower back, working out the tension. Jennifer squirmed under Frank's firm hands, his face nearly against her back, and beneath her, Frank's cock hardened. As Frank's hands worked her lower back, just above the waist of her skirt Jennifer spoke. Should I, should I take my skirt off, for you? She whispered through pants. She felt herself get even wetter at having asked, being so obviously under the control of his strong hands. That's a good idea, Frank said, guiding Jennifer to stand. As she did she turned to look at Frank as he spoke to her, presenting her big, firm breasts as she did. I'll need to take my pants off, too, he said as he unbuttoned his shirt and pulled it off. Jennifer's eyes widened looking over his muscular chest and arms. I don't want to get this suit all wrinkly, he said casually. Let me help, Jennifer said excitedly, reaching out to put her hands on Frank's belt. Okay, Frank laughed, looking down at Jennifer's hands right above his crotch, his hard bulge quite visible. Jennifer undid Frank's belt, then unbuttoned his pants, and looked up to his eyes. Frank smiled at her, and she looked down again, unzipping Frank over his hard cock. How, how am I doing? Jennifer asked. 
You're doing great, Jennifer, Frank said, reaching out to squeeze her arms, grazing her breasts. Why don't you get on your knees and you can help me out of my pants? Uh, okay. Jennifer stammered, kneeling, keeping her eyes looking into Frank's while she knelt. Frank looked down at the wide-eyed, bare-breasted dream as she raised her hands to unzip his pants. As she unzipped she bit her lip, looking from Frank's crotch up to his eyes and back. Frank's pants started to fall and Jennifer took the pants by the waist and helped them down. In her face with Frank's erection filled boxer briefs. Jennifer looked up at Frank to see his face, to understand what he wanted, as he reached down to pull off his shoes, socks and the pants. Thanks, Jennifer, Frank said. I might as well get these off, too, Frank said, slipping his thumbs under the elastic of his briefs and starting to move them down. Uh, yeah, Jennifer said, watching Frank's crotch as his shorts came out, his hard cock bouncing free. Your turn, Frank said to Jennifer, looking down into her face past his thick, long, hard cock, pre-cum glistening on the swollen tip. My turn, Jennifer choked out, looking at Frank's cock as Frank held onto her arms and, to her surprise, helped her stand. Let me help you, Frank said, reaching around Jennifer's waist brushing against the sides of her breasts, his cock poking at her as he reached to unhook her skirt and unzip it. Ah. Uh, Jennifer sighed as her skirt slid down. Frank took it off of her and laid it nicely on a table. She stood there now wearing nothing but her boring white panties that had a conspicuous wet spot. She was gorgeous her legs, her wide hips, slightly rounded belly, her big round breasts, and hard pink nipples. Frank came back to her after putting her skirt to the side, resisting the temptation to ogle at her. Let me help you with these, Frank said, reaching out and sliding Jennifer's panties off. As Frank slid Jennifer's panties down, Getting down on his knees to slide them down, she could hear him breathe deeply, inhaling her natural perfume, released from her exposed pussy. She inhaled sharply as she heard him enjoy her scent. Her legs buckled and she started to stumble. Her panties were around her ankles and she couldn't right her step, and she began to fall backwards. Frank quickly shifted his hands to hold her but, a hand on each cheek of her big, round ass, and he pulled her back up to stand on her feet, his face now inches from her hairy, soaking wet pussy. Steady, darling, Frank said. Jennifer felt his words and his breath on her crotch, Frank still kneeling, and she shuddered. Frank moved his hands, slid the panties off her feet, then stood up, his hard cock again catching Jennifer's attention. Let's go back to the massage chair, Frank said, leading Jennifer by the elbow. Jennifer followed his lead. He sat, held her firmly by her wide hips, and guided her big ass toward himself. Jennifer sat in Frank's lap, facing his feet, guided by Frank's hands, feeling his long, thick cock lay between her butt cheeks. She inhaled sharply and squirmed. Frank's hands steadied Jennifer's hips, holding her still with his cock laying between her butt cheeks. He massaged her hips, moving down her thighs to her knees his face pressing against her naked back. Now his hands massaged their way up her inner thighs as her legs spread and the wetness from her pussy soaked his balls. His hands worked the soft, hot flesh of her thighs, her pubic hair touching the backs of his hands. She spread wider, leaning back against him, her breasts and stomach and crotch exposed, none there to see it. Frank's hands moved back to her lower back and her ass. She leaned forward, shifting her ass, the friction between her ass cheeks driving her wild. I'm concerned that the head of my cock is going to go up your ass with the way you're sitting on me, Jennifer. Frank said. Would you sit back on me a little? Jennifer slid back, sliding along Frank's fat cock, feeling it brush against the rosebud that was her asshole. Gasping, she slid a little further, leaving his cock head between her asshole and her throbbing pussy. She leaned forward, offering her ass and back to Frank, who massaged her back, kneaded her ass. She felt his shaft pressing hard, sipping between the lips of her pussy. She reached her hand down, taking his balls in her hand, gasping. Frank's hands moved around, massaging her hips, now moving to her front, grazing her pussy entrance. She stared down, gasping, seeing Frank's big balls and shaft. She felt Frank's hands continue to move around, now moving down to her mound, pushing her lips together, squeezing her clit between them. Her breathing quicked, she squirmed on him, bringing him so close to her needy sex. Frank's hand slid between her wet lips, sliding along, exploring her clit down to her opening. The other hand rose up her stomach, still further up, and squeezed her big breasts, tweaking her nipples. As Frank's hand noisily danced between her pussy lips, toying with her clit, he pushed two fingers in, exploring the tight walls. In and out his fingers went, heightening her need. Jennifer held onto the chair on both sides and rocked back and forth on Frank's cock. He was soaked with her juices. 
She gasped, about to come, then she felt the fat head of his cock slip into the soaked opening of her pussy. His long cock sprung free from being held against her ass to instantly go inside her. She sat up straighter and in shock, still impaled, firmly attached to Frank, her pussy lips sealed tightly around his thick cock. Frank took her hips firmly again, adjusted himself under her, then pulled her down over his cum-covered cock, stuffing her tight pussy even more with his thick long cock. He stuffed her deeply, deeper than she had ever taken a man, stretching her pussy. Her once unused pussy entrance getting sleeker with more cum, no longer giving much resistance to the invading rod, allowing Frank to go deeper with every thrust. Frank repeated the motion, raising her, then bringing her back onto his well-lubricated cock. His glorious cock hit a spot inside her. The feeling growing inside her, one that she had never felt before. It overwhelmed her. Jennifer was like a rag doll, she felt Frank's strong arms lifting her, then slamming her back down onto his hard rod. Even as her ass slammed back onto his thighs she remained immobilized, she felt him hit his mark with every forceful entry, again and again, each time deeper and more forceful, fucking her pussy hard on his cock. The explosion inside hit her so hard, she shook, come squirting from her. Her eyes shut tightly, her head thrown back and her mouth dropped open. A deep groan escaped her, vibrating through the room. Jennifer's body, glistening with sweat was arched, still mounted on him, shaking uncontrollably. Then a movement caught Frank's eye, beyond her, hiding behind the wall by the now open door, one of Jennifer's co-workers hid and watched them wide-eyed. Jennifer went limp in Frank's arms, still impaled on his needy cock, but no longer moving, other than the gentle rise and fall of her breathing. Being stuffed full of his cock had overwhelmed the shapely blonde, and she was unconscious. Frank lifted her off of him, slipped out from under her, and let her rest in the chair. He reached into his velvet bag from Ima and pulled out a light blanket, which he covered her with, and a little bundle of thong panties that he left along with her clothes. Simple clothes were one thing, but that fantastic pussy and ass should be covered, at least lightly, with something way sexier than those big, white panties. Frank stood, his still hard cock dripping with Jennifer's cum. He knew Jennifer's co-worker was still hiding by the door, probably hoping Frank would get distracted and she'd be able to slip away. Frank walked over to where she was squatting behind the wall and stood there, close to her and facing her, his big wet cock near her face since she was low down on her haunches. Hi, Frank said. Sorry for the noise if it disturbed you. I'm Frank, he said, extending his hand for a shake pretty close to his erect manhood. Uh, hello? The dark brown-haired woman replied to him. She saw his extended hand and tried lifting her own without looking up, not wanting to look right at his cock. Frank moved his hand away slowly, and the woman's hand came up and gripped his cock. It's nice to oh my gosh, she said, realizing she was holding his big, hard cock, but not letting go. Frank showed no surprise and made no effort to help her correct her mistake. What's your name? Frank asked. Uh, Abby, she said, her hand slipping down his shaft, despite her tight grip. He was well lubricated with Jennifer's cum. Seeing this, Abby slid her hand back to where it had been. Hmm, that's nice, Abby, Frank said. Would you like to stand up? Frank asked her. Abby stood, still holding Frank. She had thick, dark brown, wavy hair that covered her one eye and flowed down past her shoulders. Her flowing, dark clothes managed to hide her body to where Frank couldn't really tell what her body was like. I'm, I'm sorry I was snooping on you. Abby said as she slowly, almost absently mindedly stroked Frank, coming all the way down to squeeze his head, milking pre-cum from it, and making her hands slicker. You're a bad girl, aren't you? Frank said, smiling. Abby breathed heavily, her eyes widened and she lifted her gaze to look at Frank while stroking him more firmly and faster. Yes, she croaked out. Yes, sir. Frank's smile disappeared and he turned his head a bit at hearing that. Bad girls need some discipline, don't they, Abby? Frank asked. Still stroking him, Abby nodded, keeping her head low. Frank freed his well-handled cock and led Abby back into his office, where Jennifer still slept, and he closed the door behind them. As you know, Frank said, when other people come into the office, they'll be able to hear what happens in here. Abby nodded. Frank sat on a simple chair without wheels on the bottom or armrests. His cock was still hard and shining from Jennifer's cum and more recently his own pre-cum that Abby had milked from him. Now Abby, Frank said, I want you to lay across my lap and I'm going to give you a spanking. Abby gasped, made an awkward laugh, put her hand to her neck, and made no effort to move away or protest. Now please, Frank said, patting his legs. No more delay, 
Abby bit at her lips, looked at Frank's cock and then his face, then moved her body down to rest her chest against Frank's lap and hard cock. I, I don't know what to do with my legs, Abby said. If I kneel I won't be across your lap. Stand there with your legs straight and apart so you're low enough, Frank told her, gently. She complied, and the position made her stick out her butt and spread her legs wide. Frank lifted her flowing skirt, laying it over her lower back. I need to have contact with you, he said. You'll have to take these off, he ordered, pulling on her panties. Abby rested her weight on Frank's lap, feeling his big cock press into her chest, and she pulled the panties down with both hands. They fell around her ankles and she stepped and shook them off, returning her legs to the spread position. I'm bare now, she said meekly. You're bare now, what? Frank asked, holding her body down with his one hand and stroking the back of her legs with the other. Sir? Abby said. I'm bare now, sir. My ass is bare, sir. Indeed it is, Frank said. His hand that had been caressing the back of her legs came up to her plump ass and rested there. Frank brought his hand back and smacked the plump ass. Abby squealed as his hand noisily connected with her. He smacked her three more times, then left his hand resting at the top of her leg and bottom of her ass, his fingers falling between her ass crack. You're hot and wet, Abby. Frank said, his hand drifting to inspect her pussy, exposed from the way her legs were spread. The dark brown curls of her pussy were matted down from her wetness. She gasped as his hand moved across her lips. Yes, sir, I am. That is, my pussy, sir, my pussy is wet. Hm. Frank said, his thumb now resting against her asshole and his fingers rubbing her pussy in a lazy circle, his cock poking hard into her chest. If you naughtiness got you all worked up here, Frank said, rubbing and fingering to emphasize where he was. Maybe you deserve some spanks here, too. Abby gasped, her knees bent and straightened and she wiggled a little maybe thinking of getting up from this punishment, but maybe eager for it to happen. Her body never rose off of Frank's lap. I'd like you to take your clothes off, Abby, Frank said matter-of-factly. Your top is rubbing against my cock. Stand up for a moment and take your clothes off. Abby did as she was told and watched Frank's big cock spring from its release. She hurried to disrobe, to move things along, to obey. Frank looked over to Jennifer, who still slept soundly in the chair. He listened and could hear signs that others were in the office now. Abby moved fast. She had already been bare-assed and exposed to Frank so she didn't feel hesitancy from modesty. She was also super-aroused and getting really submissive for him. Very nice. Frank said, looking at Abby, now bare, and standing there, almost at attention. Curvy legs, that nice round ass, now warmed up by his hand. Her trimmed, brown-haired bush, glistening with her juices. Like Jennifer, she had a small, rounded belly, and big, full breasts, though not as massive as Jennifer's. Her eyes were wide and her chest rose and fell, showing her heavy breathing. She was ready. Bend over the chair, Abby. Straight legs spread apart. I'll need easy access to that naughty pussy, he said. She got in position, quivering. A puddle started developing on the floor between her spread legs. Frank stood next to her, his hand on her pussy from behind, his thumb again on her asshole. I'm doing this to help you be good, Abby, he said, petting her. You understand, don't you? She looked over toward him, but from her angle all she could see was his big, hard cock. It seemed to throb, and the tip glistened from his excitement. She swallowed hard and nodded. Frank smacked her pussy with his bare hand, the sound of skin slapping together fast of wetness splashing out against her spread thighs, her gasp and moan. Frank smacked two more times, Abby's thighs now quivering. Abby moaned softly. Frank held Abby's hips and moved behind her. Next time, Abby. Frank lectured. I want you to wait for your turn and let your coworkers get fucked. Do you understand? My, my turn? Abby choked, her thighs still quivering, wetness from her pussy dripping to splash between her legs. Your turn, what? Frank asked as he started to rub the bulbous head of his cock around Abby's hot, wet, hairy fuckhole. My, my, my turn, master. Abby choked out, desperate for Frank. I accept Abby. Frank said, patting her ass with the hand that wasn't holding his cock. Now Abby. Frank asked. Have you had a big cock before? He asked as he moved the head of his cock between Abby's lips. No, not yet, master. Abby said. Frank let go of his cock, now safely on its way into Abby, and he brought his hands up to hold onto Abby's hips. She groaned and grunted as his thick member stretched her opening. He held tight and pushed deeper into her. She groaned, a long low sound, feeling herself stretched and filled. 
Frank pulled out completely, spreading her ass cheeks he entered her, allowing only his head to enter, he watched as it got swallowed by her hungry pussy, her tight lips holding onto his wide head as he withdrew. Frank kept exploring her depths until his crotch pressed against Abby's freshly spanked ass, he began pulling back out of her, her pussy lips stretched around him. Abby's moans turned to groans and loud grunt. Frank held tight, pumping into Abby and pulling back, the fit super tight, despite all her wetness. He punished her sweet pussy with more plunges, his hands moving to hold her shoulders, using this to pull her harder against him. Abby was covered in sweat, her thighs soaked with her cum. She grunted like she was putting everything she had into pulling a tree from the ground. Her face was red, her eyes squeezed shut. Oh fuck. She called out in a sustained voice. I'm going to come. Frank let go of Abby's hips, one hand grabbing up her dark brown hair at her neck and pulling on it, like he was trying to control a wild horse. His other hand smacked her already disciplined ass. Wait until I tell you you can come. Frank told her. I'll go. Abby wailed, desperately trying to keep her body from exploding from the pleasure being rammed into her. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Frank said, slamming into her, smacking her ass and pulling on her hair. Now, Frank said, his own balls boiling over and exploding. His hot cum gushing out through his thick long cock that was still stretching out Abby's sweet pussy. Growling. Ah. Abby screamed, her legs and ass shaking uncontrollably, her orgasm spasming around Frank's erupting cock. Frank spurred again and again into her, her tight pussy feeling each throb. Frank unable to stop the momentum that he had built up, plunged some more into her, lengthening the sensation. He finally slowed down, let go of Abby's hair. When he stopped he put his hands on her red and ass, spread them, a big drop of sweat run down between the cheeks getting lost in her bushy pubic hair. He gently pulled eyes softening cock out of her convulsing pussy. Abby's pussy was sucking him in, still trying to milk him dry. With a pop his cock came out of her, her pussy gaping open, twitching, there come dripping out of her quivering body into the growing mess on the floor. Oh wow. Jennifer said, looking between Frank and Abby. They hadn't noticed that she awoke they wouldn't have noticed anything during their incredible, shared orgasm. I see you've met Abby. She said smiling. Thanks for taking care of him, Abby. A little bit of this stud. Jennifer said, taking hold of Frank's big, limp, filthy cock. And he made me pass out. Jennifer smiled at Frank, stoking him back to harness, using his and Abby's abundant cum as a lubricant. Abby moaned, looking like she'd collapse. Go relax on that chair Jennifer was on, Abby. Frank told her. She shuffled over, sat down and curled up with the blanket. Looking into Jennifer's eyes Frank spoke to the woman now milking his huge cock with another woman's cum. Why don't you get down on your knees and suck me clean, Jennifer? Frank said softly. Without taking her eyes off of his, or letting go of his cock, Jennifer knelt, moved her open mouth and be stunned lips to Frank's crotch, and took the head of his cock in her mouth. Mmm. She said noisily sucking, using both hands on the shaft she couldn't fit in her mouth. She sucked hard, twisting her head in hands, bringing Frank back to his magically enabled hardness. Her mouth stretched, cheeks sunk in and her eyes bulged as she tried to take him deeper. Oh, oh, oh. She said as she choked herself on him, trying to pleasure his impossibly long, thick cock with her sweet mouth. Frank pulled his cock out of her mouth, and she breathed deeply. Lay down on my desk on your back. Frank told her. You did a good job cleaning Abby's cum off. Now it's time for you to get some of my cum in your pussy. Jennifer stood quickly, her big chest heaving, she moved to the desk. She lay down on it, legs spread, her hairy pussy and big breasts on display. Frank took hold of Jennifer's ankles and bent her legs as he positioned his cock at her pussy. Jennifer reached down with both hands to guide Frank into her pussy. Then she put her hands on the back of his neck as he began to sink into her. Frank looked down on Jennifer's gorgeous legs framed around her huge breasts, her beautiful face looking wide-eyed at him. Breath deeply. Frank coached her. I want you to last, he said, as he fed the rest of his cock into her, pushing against her pubic bone. Ah. Jennifer cried out, pulling down on Frank's neck. Frank put Jennifer's legs over his shoulders, freeing his hands to squeeze her big, round breasts. He took each hard nipple between his fingers and squeezed, pushing down into her again. M. Nah. Jennifer grunted and cried. Frank pulled out, now pulling out completely letting Jennifer's pussy convulses and squirt, then going right back into her. Ah, uh, oh fuck, it's so intense. Jennifer cried out into Frank's ear. It's okay. Frank said, continuing to pump into her, smashing her against the walls of pleasure, her consciousness tenuous. He twisted her nipples again, 
making Jennifer arch her back and feel Frank's cock even more. You don't need to hold on if you can't. I'll keep using your pussy until I'm satisfied. He grunted. Jennifer's eyes opened even wider when he said he would keep using her pussy. Jennifer's legs flexed on Frank's shoulders, trying to lift her body off, from under him. He chuckled, grabbed her hips tighter and pumped deeper, stretching her with his width and using her pussy walls to massage his cock urgently. The cum and sweat matted her blonde pubic hair. Frank pulled all the way out again and Jennifer grunted and squirted, Frank shoving back in before Jennifer could even find relief. He enjoyed the effect he had on Jennifer. Her eyes were rolling up in her head, her hands going from digging into Frank's shoulders to limp. He pulled out of her again, giving her a moment to breath and come down. She looked into his eyes with tenderness, ecstasy, and exhaustion. Fuck me with your tits and suck my head while you do. Make me come in your mouth. Frank told her. She nodded, getting up from laying down. Frank lay down, and she straddled his legs, putting his hot, hard, wet cock between her big round breasts. She held them together with her forearms, looked up to his face and smiled, then looked down as his cock came out the top of her huge, massed together breasts. Her mouth sucked him up, and she began to work on every inch of him. Ugh, ugh, oh yeah, I'm going to dash. Frank said, his muscles tensed, he raised up, but Jennifer kept her body where it was and didn't stop working his cock for a moment. She took him as deeply as she could, little more than the head, and she began to swallow as he spurt his seed into her mouth. When he stopped spurting she relaxed her suction, let her breasts fall naturally, and Frank rose off of her. Sighing and laughing, Jennifer wiped the back of her hand across her mouth, making sure she had swallowed every drop. Looking over at the clock, she said, I think we have a few minutes to freshen up before everyone else usually gets in. Frank looked over at the clock and was astonished to see it was 8.45 a.m. Wow. If this was what working with these ladies was going to be like, good thing he wasn't a normal man anymore. Chapter 4 Frank was surprised and satisfied at the end of his first day at his new job. It hadn't been non-stop crazy sex though. He had actually helped out with all sorts of problems with the assistance of Ima. He felt great sharing the joy his genie was bringing him. He was also looking forward to relaxing and having fun with Ima and his wife. He went down the elevator and out of the building, walking to where he had been dropped off in the morning. Ima walked toward him as if she hadn't been with him the whole day. It was a fun act. Hello, master. Ima projected into his mind said. Hello, Ima. Frank thought back to her. I've been eager to be your plaything again, master. Ima said. Frank gulped. He knew Ima was a genie, not a person, and she had enslaved herself to him by swallowing his cum, but he still felt hesitant to speak so boldly to her, to say just what he wanted to without worry. Oh, master, Ima said, pulling up close next to him, the sides of her breasts pressing against Frank's arm as they walked. Won't you call me pet names so I know how much you care for me? Like call me your little pussy or your slut? Frank's eyes bulged, his thoughts going to what Ima was saying in public, on the sidewalk of a crowded city. Oh, you're so silly, my big-cocked master, Ima said, swatting at Frank's arm. You forget no one can see or hear me unless we want them to. Look, I'll change my outfit. She stopped walking, slipped her arm out of Frank's, and waved them in front of herself. A cloud of mist formed around her, then dissipated, showing Ima wearing a white cowboy hat, nothing above the waist other than a tiny, sequined vest that her big breasts were spilling out of. And below the vest, she wore crotchless, dark pantyhose, and thigh-high white sequined boots. A light breeze made the hair on her pussy flow, and her nipples harden. Frank looked like he would die of shock. Do you like it, master? I feel so sexy walking around in public dress like this. Frank tried to sink what he knew that Ima was a genie that she couldn't be seen by others, and what he naturally thought, that everyone could see her. Ima! Oh, I love your outfit. A woman called out and came towards them. What the, I thought no one could see you, Frank said in a panic. Normally true, Ima thought to Frank. But she's a genie too. Frank was startled and paused a minute, looking between Ima, naked in public and now actually visible to someone and expressing no shame and another genie. He had never thought he'd meet one genie in his lifetime, let alone two. Wow, what a coincidence bumping into her here, Frank muttered. Why don't we get into our car and we can all talk? He gestured to the car that had dropped them in the morning, which had returned for them and was waiting at the curb. If it's going to be three of us it should be a little bigger. Ima said, and the car became a limousine. The driver opened the door for them, and they each bent to get in, Aima first, displaying her big, round, bare ass. 
If the driver noticed, he did a pretty fantastic job of pretending he didn't. When they were all seated, Ima and Frank on one side, the other genie on the other, Frank was about to finally introduce himself when the new genie spoke up. How did you do that? She asked Ima, her eyes wide. Frank frowned. Aren't you a genie? He asked. She is surprised to see me do magic without it being wished. Ima told Frank. Frank freed me, Kaspara. Kaspara, that was apparently her name. Unlike when Frank has first met Ima, Kaspara was dressed pretty conventionally. She wore a black pantsuit with a red shirt underneath. Regardless of her modest dress, she was clearly beautiful. Curvy, with a big bust and hips and a big, round but wavy, shiny black hair, bright eyes, brown skin and a gorgeous face. Frank wasn't paying too much to that at the moment, though. Frank got the vibe from Ima that Kaspara knew he had freed Ima. Maybe she didn't understand the circumstances, but it seemed like she might be downplaying what she knew. Yes, of course, Kaspara said. We all heard about that. But I didn't know exactly what that meant. There were all sorts of stories. Frank used to wish to give me my freedom. Ima explained. I'm linked to him by the armband, of course. I need that to survive, to be nourished. But he gave me what freedom he could. Wow, Kaspara said, a look of amazement on her face. I chose to enslave myself to him, as a way of expressing my devotion to him, giving him my life and my powers. Ima said. You did? Kaspara said. Wow. You must really trust him. She said, smiling at Frank. How did you do that? She asked Ima. I trust him absolutely. Ima said, reaching a hand over to squeeze Frank's arm. She gave him her life and powers? Frank hadn't understood the exact nature of what she had done. That sounded like it meant he could directly do magic if he wanted to for some reason. Sounded like playing with fire, though. I did it by vowing and then swallowing his cum. I must said matter-of-factly. Frank's cock jumped from the way she shared this sexy fact so casually. That is so beautiful. Kaspara said. She's a very lucky woman to be allowed to swallow your cum, Frank. Frank's cock was now hard to the point of discomfort. Thank you. Frank choked out. I feel the same. Ima broke the awkward eye contact between Frank and Kaspara. So what brings you to us, Kaspara? Oh, yes. Kaspara said, smoothing out her pants and breaking her focus from Frank. My current master made a wish I would like some help with. Oh? Ima said, looking surprised. My powers are more limited than yours now. Oh, not you exactly, Ima. Kaspara said. Ima and Frank both looked surprised. Frank paid closer attention now. What's that? Frank asked. My master made a well-articulated wish that she would be the highly desirable and pleasurable sex slave of a handsome, kind and worthy master. Kaspara said. There aren't very many masters of sex slaves who are handsome, kind, and worthy. Oh well. Frank said, understanding what Kaspara was saying. He thought for a moment. He had a lot of questions. How would this work? Would he want this? What would happen to this woman if he were not the one? Asked your questions? I'm a thought you him. Don't feel obligated to say yes. We could make this work, if you want. And to remind you I would not be insulted if your harem grew bigger than just me. I don't get jealous. His harem? Phew. Okay. Questions. I don't even know what she looks like or is like. How do I know I'd want her? Frank asked. Her wish was that she would be highly desirable and pleasurable for you. She would be. Kaspara said. Ah, yes, magic. He was still getting the hang of that. Okay. That makes sense. Still trying to understand magic. Sorry about that. He said. Kaspara looked startled. Frank was confused by her reaction. Even more shocking than me performing magic without a wish. I must said aloud to Frank. Is you treating Kaspara respectfully and apologizing to her? Goodness. Frank said. I don't think people appreciate how tough you genies have it. Well, how bad I had it. Ima said, squeezing Frank's arm. You had more questions about this slave. She reminded Frank. Oh, yes. He said. Okay, how would I explain this to my wife? We could have her appear as a dog to everyone but you. Ima suggested. Frank immediately saw a problem with this. When my wife walked in while I was fucking your, she thought I was masturbating. I don't want her seeing me fucking a dog. Ima and Kaspara nodded. Good point. We could just make her like me. Ima said. Visible only when you want her to be. That sounds good. Frank said. I'd still want to meet her and decide before I am stuck with her for life. 
Oh, of course, Kaspara said. She smiled, feeling like this was basically solved. There's something else, isn't there, Kaspara? Ima asked. Yes, she said quietly, looking down. What is it? Frank asked. He could sense that Ima already knew what was coming. This is not her last wish, Kaspara said. Okay, Frank said. There was something he was missing. This magic thing was always a little complicated. Since she would be voluntarily becoming your slave, Frank, Ima explained. Any remaining wishes would be yours. What would I want to wish for? Frank asked. I'm already healthy and I have a job and wilder sexy than I can imagine. Anyway, you know how I feel about this genie magic thing. I freed you so you wouldn't be eternally bound to granting wishes for people. As Frank finished his words he understood what Kaspara was asking for. A look of realization made that clear, too. I don't know how to even ask this of you. Kaspara said softly, lowering her head, kneeling in supplication. But if you would grant me this amazing gift of freedom, I would happily be your slave and give you my powers, my life and my devotion. Frank was quiet, trying to process everything that was going on. This would be very generous of you, Frank. I'm a thought to him. You'd be freeing another enslaved soul, making your once in history act a second time. You want me to have another sex genie slave? Someone else to pleasure me? Enslaved to me? That would be something generous to give her? Frank thought back. Are you ever mean or cruel to me? Ima asked Frank through their thoughts. Well, I hope not. Frank thought. Though I worry I'm taking advantage of you. I don't think you understand how wonderful you are to me, Frank. I willingly enslaved myself to you as my best way to express my devotion, my love for you. I know you could do that for Kaspar and her master, too. Frank sighed, closing his eyes, so moved by Ima. And all his thoughts had been why he shouldn't indulge himself. Now he understood what his pleasure and power meant for those under his power, who submitted to him for his pleasure. Yes, Frank said quietly, looking down at Kaspar's bowed head. I will accept you. You will give Frank your life, your freedom and powers, as you pledged, Kaspara. Ima said. Your devotion, to be clear, is your obedience and love. These will grow naturally, as Frank is a wonderful master, but your pledge will magically seal your devotion to him, as well. Yes, thank you. Kaspara said between sobs of gratitude, not looking up. I am the first slut of your master's harem. Ima said, Frank surprised by what she called herself, about his harem, and how powerful she made him feel. It also made him feel happy that Ima would not be minimized by there being more two more in their harem and he relived him that he wouldn't have to handle telling them all what to do. You will address me as mistress and obey me, subject only to your master. Yes, of course, same mistress, Kaspara said. All of this is contingent on Frank accepting your master, Ima said. But to show your pledge to be the slave of this good master, and to be under me, kiss your mistress's pussy, and make your master come and swallow his cum. Wow, Frank thought. She didn't waste time. Kaspara lifted her head, smiling, nodding her head. Ima smiled at her friend, whose freedom she had secured, and she spread her legs, her dampening pussy already bare outlined by her crotchless pantyhose and thigh-high white sequin boots. Kaspara scooted forward, out her hands on Ima's waist and lowered her head and starting lapping and sucking at her mistress's pussy. Ima smiled, leaned back, enjoying the feeling of Kaspara's enthusiastic mouth. She waved her hand in Kaspara's direction and Kaspara's clothes disappeared and in their place Kaspara wore a similar but opposite outfit to Ima's a tiny black vest, white crotchless pantyhose and black thigh-high sequin boots. Frank's eyes bulged at the sight of Kaspara, her head buried in Ima's crotch, noisily sucking and licking, her big breasts pressed against Ima's thighs, her slim waist and now bare big, round, brown ass, and her sweet asshole and curly black-haired covered pussy. Moaning, red-faced and smiling, Ima waved her hand at Frank. His clothes disappeared, too. In its place he got a cowboy outfit, too. A dark cowboy hat, a dark leather vest and leather chaps, the pants-like garment cowboys wore over their jeans to protect their legs but with no pants. Frank's long, fat cock stood erect, open to view, precum oozing from its excited tip. Your master, Kaspara, Ima said, lifting her head so she could see the man she was giving herself to. Kaspar's eyes bulged as she saw her new master exposed. No master ever knew just what to wish for to make himself truly attractive. Kaspar could see Ima's amazing hand in using her magic on Frank. Kaspar moves on her knees between Frank's legs, looking up to Frank and Ima's faces to make sure she was doing what they wanted. Frank wrapped his right arm around Ima, pulling him close. His left hand went to the back of Kaspar's head, 
Open your mouth, my little pussy, Frank said. Your master wants to be pleasured. I must side, pulling in close to Frank and watching as Kaspara lowered her open, wet mouth around the head of Frank's big, hard cock. Ima turned toward Frank, pressing her big breasts against them, their lips connecting. They breathed heavily, Ima running her thighs together, her nipples on her plump breasts hard, her freshly eaten pussy glistening. Kaspara bobbed up and down, gradually taking more and more of Frank down her throat, her saliva pouring out, around his cock, wetting his balls. Her tongue spun around his swollen cock, her throat massaging him as she sucked him, now her hands palming his big, saliva-coated balls. She groaned, loving the feel of Frank's fat cock and the taste of his precum and his cock. Do you know how to lick a man's ass? Frank asked Kaspara. Hmm. Kaspara grunted that she could. Frank gently lifted her head, his cock noisily popping from her mouth. His cock shone, her lips were swollen and red and wet. Frank got up, crouched over since they were inside of a limo, and the ceiling wasn't that high. Ima looked like she had just gotten a puppy on her birthday. Come here, my wet pussied slave, Frank said. I want my cock in your mouth while Kaspara puts her tongue up my ass. Yes, master, she whispered, sucking his fat cock into her mouth. Kaspara put her hands on the cheeks of Frank's ass, spread them, and buried her nose and mouth between them. Frank felt her tongue flick his asshole, then push harder as Kaspara moved her hands to hold Frank's hips. Frank felt incredible stimulation, like electricity and fire flowing out to his whole body out from his crotch and ass. Ima sucked him deep and hard, bobbing fast, her hands twirling around his long cock. Kaspara tongued his ass, flicking, rimming, plunging into his ass. The sensations were mind-blowing. Frank looked at his genies, his slaves, and saw they had managed to somehow intertwine their legs between his while they worked him with their mouths, grinding their pussies against each other. Oh, fuck, Frank said. You two need to switch. You're going to make me come. You'd think switching positions in a threesome in a limo would be tricky. But thanks to magic it somehow just happened. Kaspara took Frank down deep in her throat. Ima's tongue flicked fast and hard against Frank's asshole. Ima and Kaspara brought their hands together and looped their fingers together. Frank groaned, tensed up even more, and the cum erupted from his cock, swallowed hungrily down Kaspara's throat. The genies moved back. Once you accept Kaspara's master, as your slave the deal is done. Your cum has sealed Kaspara's fate. Ima thought to Frank. Let's go see your master, Kaspara. I have an idea how this should go. Ima? Could you set up what I have in mind? Frank asked. Ima and Kaspara smiled up at him from their knees. Ima nodded. It was hot, sunny and dry. Frank walked through a market that felt like the ancient Middle East. Kaspara and Ima were at either side of him, heads lowered, wearing veils. The rest of their clothes were like those Frank had first seen Ima wear flowy, very thin and revealing. Frank wore an embroidered vest opened, and baggy pants not unlike the ones Ima and Kaspara wore. They walked up to a stage, where a man was auctioning off slaves. As they came up a woman was brought out, looking like she was playing the part of someone terrified by what was happening, but she looked to be enjoying it all inside. That's her, Kaspara said. Frank could have figured that out. That's Wendy. Wendy has beautiful, wavy dark brown hair, dark eye and distinctive eyebrows. She bit at her full lips. She wore a hideous, filthy outfit that looked like it was made from canvas sacks, though even that outfit couldn't hide her voluptuous figure. It fell off her shoulder and cleavage was revealed as she shook in mock fear. The auctioneer put her arms in loops of rope that pulled back and he then ripped the clothes off of her. She had nothing on now, and she tried vainly to cover herself. The crowd ooed and clapped. Her face reddened, this time very believably. She was gorgeous. Big, firm breasts, wide hips and thick, smooth thighs that tried to cover her curly-haired pussy. Frank strode up and walked up on the stage to inspect Wendy. He held a car of nine tails in his hand and began inspecting Wendy with it, lifting her breasts, drawing it down her side, touching her exposed sex with it. Does the gentleman wish to bid on this fine slave? The auctioneer asked eagerly. Wendy couldn't see Kaspara through the veil and didn't know what was going on. She had gone from making her wish to this point, all that had happened between Frank and Kaspara somehow happening instantly, from the point of view of Wendy's timeline. If she is suitable I will pay your price, Frank said. I will need to inspect her. The auctioneer waved out servants with equipment who put Wendy's head and hands into a wooden stock that was a few feet off the ground. They put a padded bench against her stomach and fixed her feet in place on the stage with a spreader bar bolted to the stage. Wendy was bent over with legs spread, 
the rough handling, exhibition and humiliation making her blush continually and making her pussy soaked wet. She hoped Frank wouldn't notice how turned on she was, but knew he would. Frank watched all that was going on, then signaled to Aima and Kaspara who disrobed him quickly, in view of the auctioneer, the crowd and Wendy. His magnificent body and massive, hanging cock made the crowd applaud and Wendy's eyes bulge. His cock hardened and pointed out, lengthening and thickening right in front of Wendy, who couldn't stop staring. Frank strode to behind Wendy, standing with a perfect view of Wendy's exposed ass and pussy. Wendy tensed her big-ass cheeks, trying to cover herself, serving only to further show off Wendy's asshole in her soaked, and flamed sex. The smell of her excitement filled Frank's nostrils. He leaned down and noisily inhaled her smell, humiliating and enticing Wendy. Frank our hands on Wendy's ass cheeks and started walking his big cock up against her quivering bush. Wendy squirmed now, desperately trying to take his cock into her, here in public, in front of all these cheering people. Sire, the auctioneer said, moving back to where Frank stood and looking down at his massive excited cock about to go into Wendy. If you take her with your giant members she'll be spoiled for anyone else and I won't be able to sell her. Just so, Frank said, moving around to rub Wendy's dripping slit and hole and clit with his hard cock. Wendy was squirming to get him into her now, and could no longer hold back and grunting and moaning. Wendy, Frank said, will you accept my cock and you and be my slave to serve my pleasure or do you want your freedom and dignity restored? Wendy understood in an instant what was going on now. She looked up and saw Kaspara lift her veil and wink at her from the front of the crowd. Please be my master and let me be your fuck slave, master. Wendy said. The crowd cheered again. Frank sunk the full length of his cock in Wendy and she came hard right away. Frank slammed away. The sound of his fat cock sucked in Wendy's tight, soaked pussy with the sound of his crotch and legs slamming against Wendy's ass, legs and swollen pussy ringing through the air. Frank grunted. Wendy screamed, tears flowing from her eyes as her cum was slammed out of her and it ended down her shaking thighs. Frank held on tight to her ass cheeks, spreading them to see her clenching ass wholly and her inner pussy lips pulled out as he thick cock pulled out and then slammed back in. Kaspar handed the auctioneer some coins that looked like a couple of quarters and dimes, which he pocketed. He walked back over alongside Wendy while her moans and screams filled the air. Her tits shook beneath her, and Frank slammed into her. The auctioneer put a black leather collar with a loop on it around Wendy's neck, attached a chain to it, and left the chain hanging over the stock that Wendy was still stuck in. Wendy howled, her legs and ass convulsing. She tried to stand on her toes. Frank fucked her, seemingly oblivious to her mind-bending orgasm, grunting, and then Wendy felt his cock swell to be even thicker. Her screams stopped as her eyes bulged at the sensation, and Frank came hard, blasting the inside of her with his cum. He held tight to her ass, feeling each spasm and eruption, seeing her sweaty body shake. Frank pulled his softening cock from Wendy, the tight fit and copious cum making a sucking sound. Slaves. He called, and Ima and Kaspara ran up, dropped to their knees and sucked his cock clean and dressed him. Then they undid Wendy's stock and leg restraints. She stretched, not even caring that her well-fucked body was on view to everyone. They dressed her in see-through cloth that hung over her big breasts and her wet, hairy pussy almost like a bikini, which didn't obscure anything. They handed the end of the chain that connected to the collar around her neck to Frank, and they walked off the stage together. Come along, little pussy. Frank said, gently patting her bare ass in front of the crowd. You did well. Wendy walked shamelessly through the crowd, a highly desirable and pleasurable slave to a kind and handsome master, knowing she'd experience more pleasure and attention than she had in all her ninety-three years. It was amazing what a well-worded wish would do to you. Another armband flew into Frank's other wrist. Caspar gasped and sighed at the sensation of her swift freedom from millennia of servitude to a new type of slavery. Going from the unintentional master of a free genie to the owner of a magical harem of sex slaves was changing Frank, and B felt it. There was a sense of power and insatiable desire, but also an obligation to care for these women whose lives were in his hands. Let's get home. Frank said. All this fucking has me hungry, and it's fried chicken for dinner today. In a blink, Frank and his harem, invisible to all but him, emerged from the limo in front of his house. They went inside. Hi honey. Janine called out to him as she came over, still wearing an apron. Did you have a good day? Ima, Kaspara and Wendy, all wearing see-through bikini-like outfits and chain neck collars held by Frank looked to his face to see his reaction. Yes, it was very nice he said smiling. They all smiled too, now looking at each other, excited that their master was pleased with them. Chapter 5 Keep your gaze down and don't address your master's wife. 
I'm out instructed Wendy. Frank's brow furrowed and an eyebrow raised as they headed into his house. Wendy doesn't know she can't be seen. Ima said to Frank through their thoughts. Frank smiles and nodded. Come along, my pussies. Frank thought to Ima, Kaspara and Wendy. He was experimenting with how easy or hard it was to speak through his thoughts to all, or only some of them at a time. Frank reached his hands down and patted Wendy and Kaspara's asses as he said this. Frank tried something else and wished away his harem's clothes, now feeling bare ass in his hands. Wendy and Kaspara's eyes widened. Frank squeezes like he was kneading dough. They headed into the kitchen and stopped where Janine was taking food, fried chicken, mashed potatoes and corn, and putting them on plates. Bend over and hold on to the kitchen island. Frank thought to Wendy and Kaspara. Good. Now spread those legs. The women bent at the waist, sticking out their big round asses, and quickly complying and spreading their legs until they touched each other's legs. Frank's hands slid down between their legs and started playing with their wet pussies, flicking his fingers side to side, making a wet, flapping noise. Something smells delicious. Frank said aloud to Janine as the smell in the room turned into a combination of fried chicken and hot, wet pussy. Oh thank you honey, Janine said, as Wendy and Kaspara gasped and their knees buckled. Janine leaned over and kissed Frank, lightly at first, then more deeply as she felt pulled into him. It was actually Ima pulling him in, as he banged away with both hands, three fingers into two pussies. Frank pulled his hands out and walked over to the dinner table with Janine. Kaspara and Wendy shuddering as they recovered from being used so roughly. I want master's cock so badly. Frank heard in Capra's thoughts. She didn't mean to send this to him, but now as his slave, utterly and completely, nothing was hidden from him. Frank sat before his food, smiling at Janine across from him. He silently wished his clothes off, with Janine to still see him clothed and wished for a padded bench to be under the table lengthwise starting at his crotch. Kaspara. Frank thought to his new genie slave. Work my cock with your pussy while I eat. Lie here on this bench. On your back, on your stomach, however you'd like it. Frank bit into his chicken, closing his eyes, shaking his head and groaning in satisfaction to Janine's delight as Kaspara lay on the bench, rested her legs against Frank's chest, and scooted her ass up, burying Frank's big cock in her. Had Janine been able to see what was really happening, she would have seen her husband eating chicken while he buried his long, thick cock in a curvy, dark Persian woman's hair pussy while she had her thick, shapely legs against his chest or sometimes over his shoulders. Kaspara rode Frank, moving her body with her legs on Frank's shoulders, getting a forearm-sized cock opening her up, forcing grunts and gasps from her. The sounds of Kaspara's ass slapping against Frank's thighs, the sounds of her wet pussy making sounds like boots walking through a muddy swamp. Kaspara sobbed, her eyes squeezed shut, her hands holding onto the bench till her knuckles were white, as she relentlessly pounded Frank's cock into herself. She babbled incoherently and screamed, sweat pouring off of her, her big tits shaking, her legs trembling. Finally she held on tight and squirted, every muscle in her body tensed, her ass raised up off the bench, her eyes bulging as she screamed silently. Frank pulled his still hard, super-stimulated cock out of Kaspara, her cum and his pre-cum dripping off. He stood, Janine still seeing him clothed. Let me get you more, Frank said, taking Janine's plate. We went over and got her more food, still naked, come dripping from him. Let's put some white gravy on that for you, Frank said, his body from the waist down obscured from Janine's view by the kitchen island. Milk me onto her food, Frank told Ima. She took a hold of his hot, hard, throbbing cock. Kaspar's come lubricated him and dripped onto Janine's food. Ima leaned over and licked and sucked Frank's cock to bring him to orgasm. She could feel it building in him, and she pulled it out of her mouth and squeezed it hard as Frank came hard on Janine's mashed potatoes and fried chicken. Frank served the dish to Janine and sat and watched her as she tasted it. Ima sucked Frank clean when he sat back down. Oh, Frank, Janine said, scooping up every drop of Frank's considerable load of cum with her food. This is just a delicious addition. Thank you. Frank smiles at Janine, as Ima sucked him deep down, her eyes looking up at him. I'm glad you enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy what else I put in your mouth tonight, he said calmly, wiping his mouth. Janine's eyes bulged at the obscene innuendo, her heart jumping in her chest. Without even realizing it she nodded and licked her lips. When Janine was done eating her mashed potatoes and her husband's come she started gathering dishes to wash. Leave all that, Frank said. I'll take care of that. He put his hand on her lower back and led her to the bedroom. Janine's heart fluttered. She hadn't felt like this, desired and wanting for a long time. 
Frank wished the kitchen clean better than it had ever been, wanting to do that now, in case he forgot it later. Their bedroom was clean and welcoming. Janine turned to look at Frank, smiling. Frank embraced Janine, kissing her, their breathing audible now. Frank started to undo Janine's clothes, pausing to slide his hands under her shirt, across her back. He undid her pants but left them on her, so close to exposing her, turning her on more. Frank sat Janine on the bed, helping Janine off with her shirt then her pants. She smiled awkwardly, folding her arms in front of her, feeling self-conscious about her aging, sagging body. Frank stepped back, dimmed the lights and started undressing in front of Janine, knowing how desirable he was to her. She watched his shirt come off, admiring his muscular chest and arms. He looked in her eyes and unbuckled his pants. She gulped as he unzipped, then pulled the pants down. She could see his long, thick cock in his underwear, laying flat to the right. Frank moves back up to Janine, closer now, so her face was against his midsection, his underwear covered dick against her breasts. She gasped, and kissed his abs as he undid her bra and slid the straps off her shoulders. Lay down, Frank told her, and she did, her bare chest rising and falling at her excitement, and the thought of Frank seeing how wet she was for him. Frank slid his hands up Janine's thick thighs, took hold of her panties, and pulled them down, the bouquet of Janine's hairy, soaked pussy flooding into Frank's face. He inhaled noisily, drinking her in. Janine felt so sexy and wanted. Roll over onto your stomach. Frank told Janine. I want to massage you. Janine did as he asked. I want every ache and cramp, every tired out and sick and hurt part of her healed as I massage her. Frank told his slave genies. I want her to burn with desire for me and be able to satisfy me like you, my little pussies. Janine smelled incense and candles and heard soothing music. Where had Frank gotten all of that? She saw him wearing just his boxer briefs, his big member visible, and a tool belt with massage oil in it. He warmed oil in his hands and started with her feet, massaging them firmly and expertly. Janine could feel the amazing, curative sensations all the way up her legs to her dripping, hot pussy. She groaned into the pillow under her face, laughing. Frank looked up her body, up her thick legs, her wide, round ass, her back and breasts seen from her sides, and up to her head. His hands moved up her calves, oiling her up, working the years of tension and pain and wear away magically. She had never felt better. But she couldn't wait for him to take her. This attention was driving her wild. Frank grunted as his strong hands squeezed Janine's thick thighs, Janine moaning and writhing under him. Here, lift your hips, Frank said, and he slipped a cylindrical pillow under Janine. She had never seen this before. It was a couple of feet thick and made her bend over, her ass sticking out. She spread her legs immodestly, thinking this was the moment Frank would fill her with his cock. Frank applied oil generously and worked it into Janine's ass, squeezing it, holding her down as she squirmed to push her ass out more. His hands went between her ass cheeks, oiling up her ass crack and her rosebud, rubbing firmly. Janine moaned at the rough and intimate treatment, at the feelings of healing and desire. She was loving this manhandling, and wished he'd fuck her. If her trembling and pushing her ass up to him didn't clue him into this, her sopping wet pussy, making the room smell of her desperation, certainly did. Frank worked Janine's upper inner thighs, brushing against her soaked, hairy pussy. He did one side at a time, using his other hand against the small of her back to keep her in place, to keep her from riding his hand. She was like an animal in heat, grunting, burning with desire, desperate to be taken. Frank moved up to firmly rub Janine's lower back, driving her crazy from the great feeling and denying her the pussy massage she had been hoping to get. Let me move this, Frank said and pulled the cylindrical pillow out from under Janine's crotch. Her frustration and growing desire made her groan as Frank pulled the now wet pillow out, and Janine's pussy pushed down against the bed. Up on your elbows for a minute, Frank said and he slipped the pillow above her breasts and underarms, the smell of her soaked pussy now in her face. Her breasts now hung, not pressed against the bed any longer. Frank went back to massaging Janine's back, moving up, going to her sides, grazing her breasts, then under her to cup and squeeze and oil up her big tits. Her body tingled and magically formed under his touch, her nipples stimulated and hardened, oiled and pinched. Her breasts firmed up, stretch marks disappearing. Her huge breasts would be able to stand without support now, her nipples always prominent through her clothes. Frank was making her into a fantasy fuck toy, a porn star with a desperate need for him. Frank moved around to be in front of Janine's now raised head, his hard cock poking his underwear out, his pre-cum moistening the cloth. I'll do your neck now, Frank said. He pulled his underwear down, letting his cock bob free. He squeezed some oil onto both hands and rubbed them hard on his cock and balls, inhaling deeply and groaning as he did. 
Janine's eyes bulged at how bold and sexy her husband was. You'll love the taste of this oil, he said. And I know you love the taste of my cum. Janine's heart beat so hard she thought it would pop out of her chest. Open your mouth, Frank told her, as he stepped closer toward her, holding his cock in his hand. She looked at him and obeyed. He slid his dick into her mouth and he groaned, putting his hands on her neck and shoulders and massaging hard. Janine groaned appreciatively, noisily sucking, working her tongue. She sucked hard, her cheeks sucking in, the feel of Frank's thick member on her lips and tongue. She breathed hard through her nose, exhaling against his cock. I knew you'd like the taste of that, Frank said as his wife ground her pussy into the bed and sucked his big cock. He started to pump his hips, fucking her face, reveling in the sensation of her sucked-in cheeks, her tongue, her throat. Frank looked up and saw his three slaves aroused like crazy, seeing their master possess and love his wife. Help her sense my needs and suppress her gag reflex so she can handle me in her throat. Frank communicated to the genies. Frank's hands held Janine's neck and her chin, controlling her as he fucked her mouth and throat, his balls swinging and hitting her chin. He started groaning, his cock swelling, and the cum burst from him, shooting down Janine's throat. He pulled out enough that she would get some in her mouth, too, and she hungrily swallowed it up, sucking him more, trying to get more of that cum in her mouth. Done, Frank let go of her chin and neck and pulled his cock out of her mouth. Janine breathed heavily, covered in sweat and her own spit, looking up into Frank's face, smiling. Ima and Cassandra continued to hover their hands over Janine's body, fixing and curing it, and filling her with an almost painful desperation for her husband. Janine sighed. Frank hadn't even gone into her pussy, and she still felt satisfied, as if her throat was another erogenous zone. She smiled, closing her eyes and trying to relax as Frank slipped the pillow from under her arms. It was even wetter than before, now wet from her saliva and the oil as well as her cum. Lift your hips again, Frank said. She obeyed, presenting her fat ass and soaked pussy and feeling crazy at how exposed she was. Maybe she wasn't ready to just settle down for the night. Frank slipped the pillow under her again. He knelt down on the floor at the foot of the bed, scooting Janine's bent-over body down so her knees were on the edge, and he looked up to her spread, exposed, stimulated and oiled ass and pussy. He brought his face up, licking her soaked hole, sucking in her lips and nibbling on them, twisting his head around to suck her clit. He licked up and down her slit, then teased her, kissing up her inner thighs and around her pussy. He kissed up from her pussy to her ass, slipping two fingers into her pussy and finger-fucking her as he licked her asshole. Frank came around to Janine's face, lifted it up and kissed her deeply, letting her taste her own pussy and ass on him. He pulled the pillow out from under her, then slid himself under her so their crotches were in line with each other's mouths. Wendy supported Frank's head as he lifted it to eat his wife's pussy, sucking her clit and sucking and sliding along her slit. Inspired by the taste of her own sweet ass, Janine held Frank's giant cock somehow, impossibly, hard again, and she licked his balls, all around them, at their base and between them, back around until she saw Frank's asshole, and she tasted it with her tongue. She held Frank's cock firmly and stroked as she rimmed him, then reached her hand under herself to get wetness from her pussy to use for the hand job she was giving her husband. Frank slid out from under Janine, standing now behind her, and he guided his lubed cock into her gaping, well-eaten pussy. With one foot on the bed and the other on the floor, Frank held Janine's waist and was able to go deep into her. She arched her back to get every bit of length, the sensations exploding through her body. How she wasn't exhausted she had no idea. Frank plowed into Janine, her pussy electrified, her fat ass slapping against Frank's crotch. He grunted, holding back as long as he could. Wendy, Frank thought. I want you between Janine's legs, mouth open. Wendy obeyed, getting between Frank and Janine as he pulled his cock out of her, opening her mouth wide. Frank wrapped his one hand around his cock, jerking it hard, the other hand under Wendy's open mouth that was between the shaking thighs and under the hot pussy of Frank's wife. Frank grunted and came hard, squirting into Wendy's mouth and onto Janine's ass and pussy. He groaned and sighed and slid his cock into Wendy's mouth. She sighed and sucked and swallowed. Janine sighed deeply, exhausted and lowered her crotch onto the bed, narrowly missing Wendy's head. Frank bent down to whisper in Janine's ear. You are an amazing fuck, Janine. That was fantastic. She laughed and sighed sleepily at the sensation, the somehow welcomed obscenity, the knowledge she was naked and fucked completely, exposed on this bed. I'm going to get you some water, rinse off and take care of the kitchen, Frank said. Janine was already unconscious. 
Frank walked to the kitchen naked, stinking of sex and sweat, his well-used cock hanging and swaying between his legs. In the kitchen Frank's harem, his sex slaves, were smiling, hopping and clapping, their big tits bouncing. That was wonderful, master. Ima said. You're such a good husband. Frank smiled, pulled Ima to him with a hand on her bare back and kissed her. Her body pressed against his big, limp dick. He released her, did the same to Caspara and then to Wendy. Wendy has a glint in her eyes as Frank held her. Did you like swallowing my load? Frank asked her. She smiled and nodded. Frank got the water for Janine and headed back to put it by her side. Janine looked to be deep in a restful sleep. I have an idea, Frank said, smiling. We're going to make a dream based on an old TV show for Janine to watch. We'll all be characters. I'll control what happens through your magic, and you'll do and say what the story I come up with says to do. And I'm going to make you not know the characters aren't your true selves. Ima and Kaspara looked alarmed and both raised hands, wanting to talk him out of this. Master, maybe we dash. They both said and were cut off as they were all swept into the story in Frank's mind. The scene, a three-bedroom apartment in 1970s California. Ima and Kaspara, two 1970s California beauties are talking. We don't really have a choice, Kaspara. To be able to afford this rent, we need a roommate, to replace the one who moved out. And the only person who has called about our ad is a man. So even if he's a sex maniac, we need him. Ima said. If he's a sex maniac, I really need him. Kaspara said, her breast shaking as she emphatically expressed her horniness. Ima shook her head in resignation, and laughter filled the room as if from a pre-recorded track. Ima and Kaspara had learned to ignore that. I don't understand where the horny men are, Kaspara complained. I'm hot, dressed sexy, and would practically throw myself at a man, given the opportunity. I know it, Ima said. Laugh track. I feel the same way. I don't know what's going on, but on that subject, if we want this roommate we need to figure out how to make Mr. Roper agree to let us. You know how he hates sex. He won't even fuck his own wife, Wendy. And she's hot. Laugh track. Maybe we could say the roommate is gay. Kaspara suggested. Ima furrowed her brow, looking like she was thinking hard about that, when their doorbell rang. Kaspara ran to the door and opened it. Frank, dressed in 1970s clothes and carrying a suitcase, stood there. Ooh, can we keep him? Kaspara asked, turning to Ima. Laugh track. Ima made her cute annoyed face, went to the door and introduced herself, welcoming Frank in and taking his suitcase. Hi ladies. Frank said. Wow, this place looks great. He said, mainly eyeing Ima and Kaspara. I'm sold. Where can I put my stuff? I'll show him where to put his stuff. Kaspara said, her nipples poking out of her tight t-shirt, her breathing getting heavy. Laugh track. Slow down, Miss Loveboat. Ima said. Aside from paying your rent, we just have one rule you have to follow so our landlord will let you stay here. She said to Frank. Frank shifted his hungry eyes from Kaspara to pay attention to Ima. You have to be gay. Ima said. I'll do a lot for a nice place to live. Frank said. But that's not one of them. Well, it's really hard to find an apartment. Is he at least cute? Laugh track. Ima shook her head and looked like she was struggling to effectively express herself. No, I mean you have to seem gay to him. Otherwise he will think you're fucking us all the time. Perish the thought. Frank muttered. Laugh track. The doorbell rang again. The three looked panicked at each other for a second, and then the door opened. It was their landlord, Mr. Roper, who didn't bother waiting for doors to be opened for him, with his wife Wendy behind him. Hello, Mr. Roper. Ima and Kaspara sang together. Hello, girls. Mr. Roper said, not a hint of interest in these sexy, friendly girls. Wendy, his wife, came in and Frank could see her big tits pushed up and half-exposed under a tight, gold top that was like a leotard, tiny tight shorts hugging her shapely thighs and round ass, big hair and heels. Wendy's eyes widened as she looked over Frank, the look on her like she was shopping for a hunk of meat, and she was hungry. And you must be Frank, Mr. Roper said, approaching Frank, looking suspicious, oblivious of the looks between Frank and his sexually frustrated wife. Frank took Mr. Roper's hand extended for a handshake like he was offering his hand to be kissed. Mr. Roper looked horrified. Are you a hugger, Mr. Roper? I am and I'd love to give you a big hug. Frank said. Kaspara and Ima looked amazed. Wendy looked like she could barely contain laughter. I guess the girls weren't kidding about you. Mr. Roper said. He looked over at them, and Ima was shaking her head vigorously. 
She elbowed Kaspara and she caught on and shook her head too. It's true, Mr. Roper, Kaspara said. I practically threw myself at him, and he didn't even seem interested. Ima shot a look at Kaspara. It wasn't clear if this was helping or not, or if Kaspara even understood that Frank was putting on an act. Laugh track. Well, it's okay for now, Mr. Roper said. I'll figure it out later. I have to go to my bowling night now. If only he had half as much interested in his balls and where to stick his fingers at home. Wendy muttered. Laugh track. I'll talk to him some more and make sure everything is okay, Stanley. Wendy said to Mr. Roper, making eye contact with Frank and smiling. Great. Okay. Mr. Roper said, leaving already, anxious to be away from all these horny women. Ima shows Frank, and awkwardly, Wendy, to Frank's room. Wendy closes the door behind her, making Frank turn to look alarmed at this woman on the prowl. So, what did you want to ask me about? Frank asked cautiously as he opened up his suitcase to unpack. The case was filled with camera equipment and clothes. Are you a photographer, Frank? Wendy asked. Yes, Frank said. Mostly portraits at Sears right now, but I'm working at expanding my portfolio and skills. Oh, I've often fantasized about being a model, Wendy said. Oh, that's great. Maybe I could take some shots of you so you have some to show and I have more in my portfolio. That's a great idea, Wendy said, standing and pulling her shirt off, her big tits with hard nipples bouncing into view. Whoa, Frank said, worried he was going to get into a sticky situation with his landlord or roommates that would make him lose his housing. Wah, what are you doing, Mrs. Roper? Wendy. She corrected him as she undid her pants. Wendy, Frank said. I always wanted to be a model in nudie magazines like Come Swallowers or Piece of Ass. Remember? We just had that conversation, she said as she slipped off her shorts. She had no panties on and Frank saw her trimmed, hairy pussy between her thick thighs and wide hips. Wendy got on Frank's bed, laid on her back and held her ankles, spreading open her hot, wet, hairy pussy. Well? she asked. Frank's the drooling. Huh? he asked. Are you going to use your camera? If I didn't know better I'd think you were straight and admiring my pussy. Wendy said. Oh? Frank said, snapping out of it and grabbing a camera. He photographed Wendy's shapely legs, her big tits and hot, open pussy. Tell me what to do. This is making me really hot. Wendy said in a husky voice. Plant your feet on the bed and lift your ass up. Now slide a hand down and play with your pussy. Frank directed, getting caught up in the excitement. Wendy did as she was told, a wet, sloppy sound coming from between her legs as she masturbated on command. Her eyes squeezed shut, she gasped. Now roll over. On your knees. Offer me your ass. Frank pushed his luck, enjoying the control over this horny housewife. Wendy bent over, pushing her big ass at him, using one hand to spread her ass cheeks and show off her asshole, the other hand playing with her pussy more. You're looking kind of worked up. Wendy choked out as she drove herself crazy. Do you actually like pussy, or is it my ass? Do you like ass? Oh, it's purely professional, Frank said. Wendy rolls over and sat on the bed, looking at Frank. Come here, she said. As Frank cautiously inched closer she grabbed his shorts and pulled them down to his ankles, letting his big, hard cock pop free. Oh my, Wendy said. I, Frank stammered confident his hard cock would give away that he's not gay. I need to take a picture of you, Wendy said, picking up the Polaroid camera Frank had. Stanley will know you're gay. What? Frank asked. Only gay men are in shape like you and have such big, long, thick cocks. At least that's what Stanley tells me. She said. Oh, Frank says. Before he knows it she's completely undressed him and has him laying on the bed. I need to make sure Stanley can really see how gay you are. Wendy explains, sitting her naked body next to Frank. Uh, okay. Frank says, trying to catch on to what's going on. That cock has got to be as big and hard as possible. She says, getting on her knees to inspect his cock closely. Frank could see her bent over form, her big round ass and her big breasts hanging. Now her hair was flowing down, tickling Frank's cock and balls and crotch. Here, Wendy says, bunching up her hair like a ponytail, without moving from staring inches from Frank's cock. Hold my hair for me. Okay, Frank says, taking hold of her hair as she sunk down, taking Frank's cock in her mouth. She sucked with all her might, grunting, her tongue swirling around, her saliva pouring down into Frank's crotch. She jerked his spit-lubricated cock and said, Need to make this as long and fat as possible. 
Wendy sucked and jerked, sucking incredibly hard, groaning and choking herself. Her bent-over ass faced the door. Ima quietly opened the door, a finger raised, looking like she was in mid-sentence. She froze, her eyes bulging at the sight of her landlord's wife's big ass and swollen wet pussy, and seeing her landlord's wife noisily sucking Frank's clearly massive cock. Oh, you're going to make me come. Frank groaned. No, wait. Wendy said, popping off his dick, grabbing the Polaroid and snapping a shot of his big, engorged dick. Okay, good. She said putting the camera down on the bed as the photo of Frank's big cock began to become visible. Now give me that cum. She said and dove down to sink his cock in her mouth and throat, her groans and the sounds of her sucking and jerking filling the room. Ima's eyes were wide and her jaw hanging open. She looked at Frank and raised her hands and shoulders in question. Frank held onto Wendy's hair like the saddle horn of a wild horse. He grunted at the amazing sensation, looked at Ima and shrugged, then right away convulsed and grunted, his cum blasting into Wendy's mouth. Frank's face twisted with the extreme sensation of ecstasy. Wendy noisily swallowed and sucked and groaned in appreciation, hungrily swallowing up his copious cum. Ima quietly slipped back out, closing the door. What's going on in there? Kaspar asked. Um. Ima began, clearly thinking on her feet. There, negotiating. Laugh track. Back in the room when he straightened herself out as if posing nude for him and sucking his giant cock to orgasm was as commonplace as collecting the rent. She pulled her clothes back on and fluffed up her hair. Thanks for coming in my mouth and not wrecking my hair. She said. Sure. Frank said, a little shell-shocked. My pleasure. Laugh track. Stanley doesn't think I'm sexy. Wendy said, apropos if nothing. But I guess I'm sexy enough to make a gay man want a woman. She looked very proud of herself. Frank was super confused. Did she think he was actually gay? I've never been with a guy with such a big cock. She said. Really? Frank said. You sucked cock like a pro dash. He stopped short, realizing he had just called his landlord's wife a prostitute. Oh, I wish Stanley said such sweet things to me. Wendy said. Laugh track. I wonder if I could take that monster in my pussy? She asked. If you could you might cure me once and for all. Frank said joking. Might as well play the part if it meant more fun with this wild woman. I accept the challenge. She said. Stanley will be home and asleep by 9.30 tonight. I'll sneak in. She slipped out without another word, leaving the door to Frank's door open, him standing there nude, his big, limp cock hanging and a confused expression on his face. She waved to Ima and Kaspara and slipped out the front door. Well, Kaspara said, looking at naked Frank, who clearly just had some sort of sex. When you negotiate, you really negotiate. Laugh track. Frank snapped out of it and grabbed his SLR camera and held it in front of his crotch so he wasn't exposing himself. Nice lens, Ima said. Laugh track. What were you two doing? Kaspar asked. When Wendy, uh, Mrs. Roper said if a guy has a big dick and a nice body, Mr. Roper will think he's gay. So she sucked my cock until it was at its biggest and took a Polaroid. Ima and Kaspar stood with confused expressions on their faces. When I walked in, I saw the Polaroid shot and she had you down her throat and you came. Ima said accusingly. You saw him come. And a Polaroid of his cock? Kaspara asked in a clearly audible whisper. Yes. But I thought it was a picture of that new building downtown or something. Ima answered. Kaspara frowned. Laugh track. She knew she had excited me and she wanted to cure me of being gay. Frank said. Did it work? Kaspara asked. What? Frank said. Hey, can I see that camera for a minute? Ima asked. Sure. Frank said, handing her the only thing that had covered his naked body before. Ima immediately started looking through the digital photos on it, despite this being the 70s and there being no digital cameras. Frank realized what he had done and made comical gestures trying to cover himself. Kaspara was transfixed. If you need any help in not being gay, I'm here to help. Kaspara said to the awkwardly twisting Frank. This comment only served to make his cock grow and make hiding it more difficult. Laugh track. Ima was engrossed in the photos she was looking at and wandered from the room. I can see why Mrs. Roper thought you're gay. Cassandra said. You have a really big cock. Oh, uh, thank you. Frank said. That's pretty impressive that Mrs. Roper was able to stick that in her mouth. Kaspara said. I don't know if I could fit something like that in my mouth. Oh, I'm sure you could. Frank began, awkwardly, 
Realizing what he was saying and wishing he hadn't said that as Kaspara took it as an invitation, dropped to her knees and started sucking Frank off. Oh, Frank said, as Kaspara gripped his hips tightly and shoved Frank's cock as deep down her throat as she could. Wow, Kaspara said, popping Frank's cock from her mouth and wiping her mouth on the back of her arm. That is one big cock. Was she able to fit you in her pussy? Oh, uh, no, I mean not yet. She wants to come by and cure me more of being gay by having me fuck her. Frank said. I'd love to help, too. Kaspara said, pulling off her shirt and letting her big, braless breasts bounce, their hard brown nipples pointing out. Frank was blocked from the door by Kaspara, and his pants were down, and his cock was hard, so he didn't see how to get away. Uh, you don't need to dash. Frank started as Kaspara shed her shorts, revealing a hairy, wet-trimmed pussy. No panties. Frank stared and stammered. Kaspara pushed him back onto the bed and jumped on top of him. Okay, big boy. Kaspara said, rubbing his huge, hard cock against her wet slit. Let's fuck the gay out of you. And she sunk down on his cock, the bulbous head squeezing then popping into her. Aye! Kaspara sang out, twisting her hips, enjoying the tight fit and trying to get more in her. What's the matter? Ima said, bursting into the room. She had heard the screaming and came running. She was naked, holding the camera with the photos of Wendy on it in one hand and had a big, cum-coated vibrator in her other hand. Her pussy was wet and throbbing. She faced Frank's legs and Kaspara's ass, who was straddling Frank and trying to work his cock into her. Hey, Ima! Kaspara gasped over her shoulder, bobbing on the tip of Frank's cock. I'm trying to fuck the gay out of our roomie, oh fuck. Frank's hands slid up Casper's thighs and held her ass and hips. He reached up to suck on a hard brown nipple. Casper's tight, wet pussy still only had a fraction of Frank's cock in her. Ima looked amazed at the sight before her. Oh, you have that massager you showed me in the shower. Kaspara said. Want to see if you could use it to get more of Frank's in me? Ima fell to her knees between Kaspara and Frank's legs. Her hands slid up Frank's legs over his knees to Casper's ass, between her legs to cup Frank's balls and move up to stroke Frank's exposed cock and Casper's stuffed pussy. Come around to this side, Kaspara said. You can get at my pussy easier. Ima went around to where Frank was laying, looking wide-eyed and anxiously at him. Come up on the bed, he told her. She did. He moved a hand to stroke her outer thigh and she relaxed to his touch. Open your legs, he said softly. She did, and he guided her with his hands to put a leg over his head. He put his hands softly on the top of her ass and seated her on his face. She gasped, arching her back as his tongue and lips worked her already excited pussy. Ima reached over to Kaspara, squeezing one of her big breasts, and then squeezing her nipple hard. Oh fuck. Kaspara moaned from the rough treatment. Get that cock up in that tie pussy now, slut. Ima told her. She nodded and pushed down, forcing more up in her, all while Ima alternated massaging her breasts and twisting her nipples. Ima slid the vibrator along Kaspara's pussy lips, against her clit, now turning it on and massaging hard, loosening up Kaspara's fuckhole and stimulating her. Oh yes. Ima cried out pushing her sloppy wet pussy hard against Frank's face, sticking out her big chest and big round ass as his mouth and tongue worked an orgasm from her. She held the vibrator hard against Kaspar's clit, like a jackhammer, Kaspar's eyes rolling up in her head, her sweaty big breasts trembling as she came, sinking down onto Frank's big cock. Finally Kaspara slammed down and got all of Frank's cock in her. Her eyes bulged, her mouth opened in a silent scream and her thick, sweaty thighs trembled. She sprang up off of Frank and her pussy nearly exploded in a wet squirting of cum. She lay down on the bed, writhing, her hands between her legs, trying to hold her throbbing pussy. Ima came off of Frank's face, bent over and shoved her head between Casper's soaked, trembling thighs, eating cum and tongue fucking the well-used pussy. Casper's efforts to keep Ima away from her sensitive pussy were futile. Her pleasure would continue, whether she wanted it or not. Frank got up, got behind Ima and sank his cock into her. Casper's cum lubed his huge cock and facilitated the entry. Ima's head popped up for a minute, with an expression of extreme surprise on her face, before she went back to eating pussy. Her hands reached behind her and spread her ass cheeks. Frank slammed away at Ima, loving her big, round, brown ass, the sounds of her gasps and moans, and the smell of her wet sex. Frank picked up the abandoned vibrator, turned it on and poked at Ima's exposed asshole with it. Ima growled and moaned and writhed as Frank worked past the tight ring. Once Frank got the toy in her tight ass he held it tight, vibrating away, 
as he stretched her pussy to its limits with his magically wished fat cock. Finally Ima lifted her head up from Casper's crotch fast, gritting her teeth, her muscles tight. Her ass and pussy squeezed the vibrator and cock with all their might, and she orgasmed hard. Ah. Ah. Yes, fuck me hard. Ah, fuck. Frank went deep, held tight and throbbed inside Ima, his cock milking out his cum. He slipped the vibrator from her ass, and slowly withdrew his still-throbbing cock. Here, he said to Kaspara who watched with interest. Suck the rest of my cum out of me, then eat it out of her. Kaspara complied immediately, enjoying the last spurts of his cum. Mmm, Kaspara said, loving the taste of Frank's cum. Do you think you're cured of your gayness now? Ima laughed. I think he needs ongoing treatment, Kaspara. Now eat the rest of his cum out of me. Back in the real world, Janine moved and awoke. Oh, Frank, she said. I had the wildest dream. And you were in it. Ima, Kaspara and Wendy all looked amazed. Master, Kaspara said. I had no idea you were so good at magic. Thank you for that. You fucked me in the ass, Ima said, smiling and rubbing her backside. While I fucked your pussy, Frank said, smiling. He pulled her close and kissed her. Thank you so much, Ima said. I've never experienced anything like that before. Hey, Wendy said indignantly. I was supposed to get to. Fuck the gay. Out of you tonight. You stopped it too early. To be continued, Wendy. Frank said, pulling her close to him. To be continued. Chapter 6 Wendy looked over and saw Janine drifting back to sleep. She looked elated, and silently, so as not to wake her, waved her hands so everyone would pay attention to her. She pointed repeatedly at Janine as she drifted back off to sleep, a smile on her face. Frank smiled at his horny harem slave, closed his eyes and nodded, keeping up with his sitcom-themed thing. They all were back in the apartment now. Frank was laying on his new bed naked, his limp cock laying against his thigh, his apartment mates one on each side, asleep, naked, pushed up against him. As he relaxed he heard a knock, and his eyes bulged and his head lifted up. Wendy! He said. He jumped up and panicked, seeing his clearly fucked apartment mates on his bed. That definitely didn't seem gay. He was supposed to seem gay, at least in some weird fashion, to her. He picked up Ima and carried her to her room and laid her in her bed. Ima squirmed into a comfortable position and muttered. I told you I did like the vibrator in my ass. Laugh track as Frank looked startled at the fantasies playing out in Ima's head. The knocking came again, a little more loudly, and Frank ran back to pick up Kaspara and carry her to her room. He laid the curvy beauty on her bed. Seeing her, thinking of Ima's mutterings gave Frank an erection again. Nod you again, he said, looking down at his hard-on. You're going to get me in trouble, laughed track. I'm not going to get you in any trouble, Frank, Wendy said in a very loud whisper probably everyone could hear. Remember I told you I was going to come back and see if I could fit that huge cock of yours in my pussy and see if we could fuck the gay out of you. Frank froze with a comedic expression of shock on his face. Realizing he was naked and hard he looked anxiously around for anything to cover himself up with. Desperately he grabbed a tiny, see-through fur-lined white robe and put it on. It was so ridiculously small on him it didn't even reach his waist, never mind cover up the huge boner he had. But he was so anxious to get Wendy inside before she broadcast to his new neighborhood that she was there to fuck him, he didn't even notice. He ran to the door, opened it quick, pulled Wendy inside and closed the door. Oh my, Wendy said, looking at Frank, rock hard and massive in a sexy lady's lingerie robe. You really do need help to get the gay out of you she said, reaching out to take his big cock in her hand. Uh, Frank said, looking down at Wendy's hand on his cock, looking up to see her smiling, her hair big and teased out, lots of makeup on, wearing what looked like a very thin, tight white sleeveless mini dress with white stockings and garters and high heels. You, you're stroking me, and you look like a hooker. Frank stumbled, staring at her hard nipples. He realized what he said as it came out of his mouth, looked startled and bit his bottom lip. Wendy's chest heaved, her hard nipples practically slicing through the thin white cloth of her outfit, and her rapidly sliding hand gripping Frank's cock got tighter and faster. Oh my goodness, if I weren't soaked already from thinking about your big cock those sweet words would have slicked me right up, she said, smiling demurely. Frank was terrified that his apartment mates would wake to see this bizarre scene in their common area and they wouldn't want him living there anymore. Hurry, let's get in my bedroom, Frank said, scooting Wendy along. You don't have to ask me twice, Wendy said. 
Once in the bedroom with the door closed behind them Wendy wasted no time, grabbed the bottom of her mini dress and pulled it up and off her body with such rapidity it looked like a magic trick. Her big hair and big tits shook as it came off, her curvy, sexy body revealed. She wore heels, white stockings and garters and nothing more. Whether to avoid panty lines or be ready for action all she had worn to cover her dripping pussy was this thin, stretched out, somewhat see-through white thing. The stockings on her thick legs framed her trim but hairy pussy, glistening in its wetness. Her big breasts were firm and capped with hard nipples poking out. She smiled and threw the mini dress at Frank, who had been trying to get himself out of the weird robe he noticed he was wearing. The dress wrapped around his head, and between the two pieces of clothing he was masked and tied up, struggling to free himself. Meanwhile, Wendy bent at the waist, wiggling her big, round ass at Frank, who didn't even know she was there, he was still wrestling with the clothes around his head. That is until he felt her hand again grab his cock, this time from between her legs, and he soon felt it lined up and rubbing against Wendy's sopping wet pussy. Frank hurriedly pulled the mini dress and robe off himself to see what was going on, just as Wendy slammed back against him, forcing his back against the wall, and his cock deep into her. Oh fuck yes! Wendy called out, holding onto the bed in front of her. She had managed to get Frank all the way in her, down to the root, feeling his balls swing up against her hairy, wet pussy from the impact. Her cries of ecstasy were only beginning. She banged against Frank hard and fast, slamming his cock into her. The smell of her soaked pussy filled the room. The sound of his fat cock tightly filing her pussy and making a squelching sound as it was pulled nearly all the way out was barely audible over her moans and cries. Frank's eyes bulged at the crazy women humping him like crazy. He grabbed at her big ass, trying to hold and control her, but to no avail. Oh yes, it's so fucking big! She screamed, her fat thighs trembling, her big tits swinging under her. Give me all that long, fat gay cock! She called out. Frank didn't want his apartment mates, or the whole neighborhood, for that matter, made alert of what he was doing to Mrs. Roper. He reached forward to cover her mouth. Feeling him bend into their fucking drove Wendy on harder. Frank's hand covering her mouth excited her more, feeling like some sort of rough sex bondage thing. Her mouth opened and she tongued and sucked Frank's hand, moaning and screaming obscenities through it. Frank pulled his hand away, looking around for something to gag Wendy with to quiet her down. Wendy's deliciously round ass bounced hard against his crotch driving him deep into her. Frank saw the sash of the ridiculous robe he somehow had been wearing, he grabbed it, and, holding an end in each hand, he threw the middle so it would land in front of Wendy. He held both ends in one hand, and with the other forced the middle into Wendy's mouth, like a gag. He pulled, like it was a rein on a horse. This made Wendy even more turned on than before, and she grunted and moaned through the sash. Frank used his free hand and slapped the rapidly moving ass ahead of him to try to get her attention, to quiet her down. Again, this added fuel to the fire. She loved being restrained and smacked on the ass by this well-hung stud, even if he was gay. Wendy was convulsing, grunting, moaning, sweating, writhing and coming. Wendy? Is that you? Frank heard Mr. Roper call out from outside the apartment. Mr. Roper! Mr. Roper! Frank grunted at Wendy, trying to get her to listen and hear him. Wendy had been tiring. Flinging her ass against Frank was hard work, jamming that huge cock in her, coming innumerable times. But hearing Frank fantasizing about her husband drove her on. She had to make him come and make him straight. She bent her head back, as Frank pulled on the sash and beat at her ass. Her back arched beautifully, her huge tits coming into view. She reached behind her, spreading her big, round-ass cheeks apart, showing Frank her asshole, banging back into him with everything she had. Oh. Fuck. Frank said, blowing his load hard into her hairy pussy, staring at her throbbing but hole between the shimmering, sweat-covered-ass cheeks she had spread for him. Wendy swooned, loving the feel of her legs spread wide, her ass hard against Frank, feeling his long, thick cock spasm and shoot its come deep into her. She had found her charitable service, her calling making this man straight. He'd clearly need to have that big cock sucked and fucked a lot, but he needed to stop fantasizing about her husband. Her marriage depended on her satisfying the prodigious hunger of this well-hung young man. Her work done, she fell face forward onto the bed, falling asleep, her big ass high up in the air. Frank slowly pulled his softening cock from her hot, wet, well-fucked pussy. The squelching sound concluded with a soft pop as he pulled out of her, his thick cum starting to dribble out of her. Wendy, are you in here with those crazy girls and that, Wendy? Mr. Roper called through the keyhole. Frank looked around desperately for something to cover himself up with, and again, as ridiculous as it seems, he pulled the tiny see-through fur-lined white robe on, though now without a sash. 
He ran to the door and cracked it open a bit to try to send Mr. Roper on his way. Hi, Mr. Roper, Frank said. I heard you calling. Did you need something? Yeah, Mr. Roper said and pushed the door open, walking in, oblivious to the pressure he felt on the other side of the door. I woke up and couldn't find Mrs. Roper, so I was. He stopped short as he noticed Frank basically naked, a big, slimy cock, the smell of sex heavy on him, wearing a little woman's lingerie robe. Wow, you are gay, Mr. Roper said, looking him over critically. So have you seen my Wendy? He asked. Uh, Wendy, well, Frank said, stumbling for some sort of reasonable reply. Why, why don't you have a seat here? Frank said, pushing Mr. Roper into a chair. Read some TV guide. He pushed the magazine into his hands. And I'll see if I can find her somewhere around here. Mr. Roper looked at Frank like he was crazy, but decided to sit there and look at the TV guide for a minute anyway. Frank burst into Ima's room, turning on the light. I need your help. Frank said. Ima looked startled to see the somewhat aroused Frank, smelling of sex and wearing Caspera's lingerie. Uh, well, let me freshen up a bit first. She said. Laugh track. What? No, come here. Frank said, dragging Ima from her room to his. Her shock was amplified as she looked into her living room as she was dragged naked from her room to Frank's. Was that Mr. Roper sitting in our living room reading Life magazine? TV Guide. Frank said. What? Ima asked, perplexed. He's reading TV Guide. But yeah, that's him. He's looking for her. He said, pointing right at the bare and exposed asshole of Mrs. Roper, still asleep in her ass-up position on Frank's bed. What the, is that Mrs. Roper? Ima asked, stunned, squirming to look at her big but as if she could recognize her from that. Yes. She came by to stop me from being gay. Frank told her. I can see how that went. She said, tugging on Caspera's lingerie that Frank still wore. Laugh track. We need to get her cleaned up, dressed and out there. Frank said desperately. Mr. Roper came her looking for her. Ima looked at Mrs. Roper again, and saw Frank's copious ejaculation oozing out of her. Her eyes bulged. Okay, I'll take care of her. You keep Mr. Roper out there. Ima said, not taking her eye off of the cum drooling out of Wendy's well-fucked pussy. Frank headed out, closing the door behind him. Ima wasted little time, dropping to her knees behind Wendy gently holding an ass cheek in each hand, and lapping at her pussy, licking up all the cum. Oh, Stanley. Wendy mumbled loudly into the pillow. Ima jumped to her feet in a panic, picking up a blanket and holding it in front of her to cover her nakedness. Wendy, is that you? Mr. Roper asked as he opened the door. He stopped short, stared at the bare ass up in the air and as Frank came into the room after him he said, I know what was going on here. Oh, crap. Ima muttered quietly. This couldn't possibly work out well, Ima thought. Wendy told me she read that her nymphomania could be cured by lengthy, deep, full-body massages. When she met you, Stanley Roper said, gesturing at Frank, still naked but for the little lingerie robe. She thought you'd be perfect to help her since you're gay and I wouldn't have to worry about any funny business. Frank smiled and nodded, elbowing Ima, who started doing the same. Look at her, Stanley said. She looks content and she's not pestering me for sex. What a relief. Listen, he said to Frank. I'll knock twenty dollars off your rent for every time you do this to my wife. Do it every day and you and the girls won't have to pay any rent. That's a lock of knocking, Ima said quietly. Frank elbowed her. Laugh track. That's very flattering, Mr. Roper. Frank said. Ima looked incredulously at him. Why did this sound like he was going to refuse to live there rent-free in exchange for fucking the landlord's wife? But I don't know Dash. He doesn't know if that'll be enough. Ima interjected. He'll need lotions and oils and a massage table, and a better outfit than this to do massages in. She said, gesturing at Caspera's little robe. Sure, sure, whatever. The notoriously cheap Mr. Roper said. Whatever it is you're doing to her, it's keeping her off of me, so it's worth it. Hey, that's my robe. A revived and naked Caspara said accusingly and obliviously at Frank. She stood there, her bare big tits and nicely groomed hairy pussy in plain sight. You might want to give this one some massages too, Mr. Roper said. Oh, I could do with a massage, Caspara said. Despite himself, Frank started getting hard at the thought of giving Caspara the same type of deep massage he had given Mrs. Roper. Noticing the growing cock that might get them in seriously trouble with Mr. Roper, Ima moved herself in front of Frank. Frank's eyes bulged as he cock grew right up between the plump ass cheeks of Ima. 
Her eyes bulged as well as she felt the intrusion she felt she couldn't jump away from. Why don't we help Mrs. Roper up and let the Ropers go home? I must suggest it. Oh no, Mr. Roper said, starting to leave. Let her rest. If we get her up, she might go after me. Not to be indelicate, but I could see from the way she's sleeping there that she's really wet. She must be having some dreams, and that would likely mean she tried to climb on me. I'll come by in the morning to collect her. Uh, okay, Ima said. Frank, you can stay in my room tonight. Mr. Roper spun on them in surprise. And I'll stay with you, Kaspara. He calmed. Oh, does that mean no massage for me? Kaspara asked. Ima reached behind her and grabbed the massive erection poking at her butt, holding the blanket in front of her with one hand. Oh, I think you can still get that massage. Frank and the girls all were suddenly back in reality, out of the sitcom dream. I never imagined what it would be like to not be magical and not have any idea what was coming up. Ima said. Oh, you did fuck me. Wendy said lovingly, tugging at Frank's arm. Frank smiled back at her. Well, someone got cheated out of a massage, I think. Kaspara said, sounding insulted. I think someone can still get that deep, hard massage. Frank said. I'm glad you all enjoyed that. I think I'm starting to really appreciate the power you've shared with me. I have all sorts of interesting things in mind.